Black African Power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo, we man, y'all already know what it is, man. Is God killer in the house? And I'm coming to do what I got to do, and I'm gonna do what I got to do. I'm standing tall, I'm standing strong. Hey, this I'm a raw squad up. Hey, what's good, family? Man, we look, we back at it again. All right, we'll have another powerful show. We did our thing yesterday. Uh, the show was very, very informative. And I know you're looking at the title, Info DC Master Teacher or Master Pseudo. Yeah. So really the title was, uh, it was on my mind. And I say, man, you know, let me go on in and do this like we used to do in the old days. But I'd be damned this ain't the old days. You know, people all up in the, got themselves all up in the pickle. You know what I'm saying? You know, should they do this? Should Unk do that? Look, man. Look, at the end of the day, man, we, we signed up for the truth, right? So, you know, I'm not even going to keep this title on here like that, all right? Uh, what I will say is, is that, you know, in 2019, uh, honestly speaking, that uh, certain people have made the list. And being on the list, you know what I'm saying, we just got to deal with the homework and the scholarship. Uh, under no circumstance is this disrespectful. Uh, it never was that. It's always based on real-life information. Um, let me see the chat room and see who in there real fast. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. See what's going on around here. We know how I do. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Let me check the chat room real fast. I know Sister Kaba in there, man. She always got my back. What's up, Sister Kaba? What's good? You know, I'm running a little bit late. Man, where the hell is my glasses at, man? Right. I wear these joints, man. These joints hit me like that. Hold on, let me put this on. on One second. Let me move that out. All right, chat. Computer room a little slow here. All right. So, no, I'm not going to keep this title right here, man. I ain't going to do that. Uh, you know, a lot of people grew up under the brother Infidisi. That's not going to stop me from banging on information, though. But our respect for the service, you know what I'm saying? And the time that the brother put in, uh, you know, I ain't going to do them like that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to do that. Boy, I see y'all in there. What's going on? Friday Jones, peace. Y'all got the name Friday Jones. <laughs> I like that one, yo. <laughs> I like that one. Chief X, man, that's my man right there. Chief F, Chief X, I see you. Uh, let me see what else with some names. I can't even. Mary Armin, what's good, man? All right. Um, boy, I see you, Sean. What's good, man? All right. Yeah, we want to keep this thing going regular here, man. You know, we just got to get motivated for this. We just got to be up for it. And, you know, I got the stomach for it. Some of us don't got the stomach for it. All right. I see 118, ill, whatever that is, interesting name. Early, Damo Early, Black African Power. You know what I'm saying, man? So, you know, on the real Black Atheist show, you know what I'm saying, we don't hold no punches here. Uh, we're going to be definitely getting ready for our Sunday school classes, and we're going to get into the psychology of religion. Why people believe what they believe, right? Um, we're MBK. I know MBK in this piece. MBK, where you at, Al? I know you somewhere around here. All right. Um, <laughs> damn, we already, you got your comment blocked out there, Chief. Damn, what? Mm. You know, I just like to shout out to all the brothers and sisters putting together the real information. All right, uh, MBK, 
Uh, they definitely dedicated to put together uh, real information. Uh, you know, true story. You know what I mean, uh, and we, you know what I'm saying crazy ass motherfucking Allen. Yeah, Allen, you crazy, yo. You stay getting beat down. All right. So whenever you want to step up, you just keep getting put out the groups, man. I can't even keep you in the groups, Allen. You know what I'm saying, man? You always been, man, flagrant fouls and fouling out the game, man. And I got to put you back in the game just to beat up on you again. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we we just want to keep the stuff right. Um, hold on. Give me one second. Get my damn on glasses so I don't get a broken neck like this trying to. It's a broken neck glasses right here, boy. Hold on, man. Let me. Real fast, but before I roll out here, I'm gonna see if I can get this picture up here real quick. See something I want y'all to look at real fast here. All right. And so, you know, basically, you know, I love talking about the origins of the African. All right. But you can't even talk about the origin of the African without talking about biological evolution. So anybody, any group that wants to actually fight against that, you're just going to get smacked up and beat down. Smacked up with the scholarship, beat down with the references, and, and, and stomped out with Mother Nature. Because Mother Nature shows and proves. All right? It, so ain't no ain't no defeat in that. Man, I should have froze up. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just pick the up real quick there. I got the slow computer, man. I got the... Pay a couple more dollars or something. All right, so there you go. Y'all stirred that for a minute. See if y'all can identify these people. All right. Rock it on. Okay. The non-break your neck glasses. Okay. So yeah, so right here on the left, right, we got the Muslim scholar. You know what I'm saying? Uh and, and uh the brother uh, Al Jaheed. Okay. Um very interesting person in history. On the right side, we got uh as Dr. Ben called him, Sir Charles Darwin. Okay. All right. So what them two got in common? We hear European scholars on a regular basis always talk about Charles Darwin, but they never talk about the brother that purported uh, seeing natural selection a thousand years before Darwin. Never talk about him. It's kind of lost, but if you go to Islamic websites, you know, they got them there glaring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we know that the Muslims, uh, Muslim capital during that particular time period was in uh, Baghdad, all right? And during this period, um, they actually reached their first and one and on golden age, golden age, and they had a um, top-notch university school system called um, the House of Wisdom. And you know, we mentioned this from time to time, but it's very pivotal, pivotal, right? And understanding how crucial science was. So, anytime you start talking about there's some science within the Quran, well, you have to understand that it actually had. A pretty, a pretty serious uh, school, you know what I'm saying, translating house that was dealing with uh, Greek, Persian, Egyptian texts, right? Uh, this information actually catapulted them as they added on to it um, to science and it actually elevated them to a golden age. We know that the Nile Valley had at least three golden ages. We know this to be sure. Okay, so 
you know, I like to say this all the time that the Muslims is out their mind. I'm talking about the black Muslims in particular, uh, black Muslim Moors, because they always speak of, um, and you never hear them refute the point. They always speak of, well, you know, we took the information to Spain. So you would have to actually say, wait a minute. They didn't have the internet, all right? Hmm, they didn't have buses, cars, and trains. Hmm, didn't even have covered wagons. You know what I'm saying? A sort. So basically, you know, they had horses, horseback. You know what I'm saying? So you got to ask yourself, how did the knowledge get to Europe? You know what I'm saying? First of all, it took money. So you don't got no Roman Moors roaming around with a bunch of books in a backpack going, going to, quote, unquote, Spain. You know what I'm saying? If you read the book, The Golden Age of the Moors by Stanley Poole, okay, um, not the Golden Age. What did I say? The Golden Age of the Moors? Yeah, let me, what's the name? Let me see. Damn, do I got the, let me see. I don't even know if it said the Golden Age of the Moors. Stanley Poole. Hold on. Somebody in the chat room, give me the title of that book, man, by Stanley Poole. I think it's the Golden Age of the Moors, right? Hold on real fast. I think that's it. Let me see real fast, y'all. Stanley Poole, real quick, y'all. Let me do this real fast, y'all. Get the right name. Let me see. It is the um hmm. no, ain't, nope. It's Stanley Poor. I'm, I'm messing it up, man. Uh, the story of the Moors in Spain. The story of the Moors in Spain by Stanley Poor. I'm getting. I have advanced. I talked about the Golden Age of the Moors, which is really a misnomer. All right. So it was the Islamic Empire that reached the Golden Age. All right. Let's get that. Let's get that straight. I'm going to say this again. So you can get the book, uh, The Story of the Moors in Spain, right? Um, Ibn Van Serta wrote the book, The Golden Age of the Moors, right? And I've talked about just a few seconds ago what a golden age was when you reach a certain level in science and technology, uh, catapults you to, a considered, to be considered in a golden age, okay? So The Story of the Moors in Spain by Stanley Poole, all right? Read that book. It's an excellent book. All right, so the, the misnomer is the golden age of the Moors. It's not, it's the golden age of the Arabic of the Arabic of the Arab Empire. All right, y'all can just basically y'all y'all could just look that up. That ain't even hard to even you know comprehend that. All right, that's easy. Okay, so we need to really uh you know really think about that for a minute and and, and let it sink into our consciousness for one moment because you can be tricked. Where they can put the golden age on a particular group of people, one, one particular group of people, when, when, when the truth is, it's a whole empire that reached this golden age. You, you know what I'm saying? So we don't want to mess that up and then take credit for something that necessarily we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Do you read the book, book by uh, uh, Robin Walker, When We Rule? You know what I'm saying? Excellent work. Excellent scholar right there. Yo, he gives you the skinny on, you know what I'm saying, the Moors. And, and so basically when we talk about 
disseminating information and knowledge to a certain area and region, first of all, they sent the army in there and they sent the slave army. Um, maybe MBK and them would do a presentation on them. No, no, they probably already did. But the truth is, uh, if you look at uh, how, the, how the Moors went to Spain, how the Islamic empire funded the whole daggone thing, right? They funded the war, all right? So you got the, 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 the Moors, the Tawny Moors, the Black Moors, all right? Uh, you got the slave army. So the slave army was basically full of West Africans. And if you read Stanley Poole's work, he talks about how uh, anytime you see a picture of the Moor, specifically the African Moors, you'll see them, they'll, 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 they'll have weapons on them or swords on them because they was basically the guard, the guards, right? And they basically couldn't go, when they when they got to Spain and Cordova and all that, they basically couldn't go out in the streets. They had to basically stay inside, all right? And I don't have that book, I will, maybe tomorrow I'll come out and read that reference to you, okay? And so really they, you know, we was getting mistreated uh, back then like we is getting now, no matter what lofty titles we carry. Okay, so then you got these Berbers, which are in Morocco, okay? That's in North Africa, these Berbers. We know that in Morocco, before it was called Morocco, we had indigenous people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, African, all right? Uh, Saharan Africans. The Berbers come in and displace them, right? The Berbers come in and make them second-class citizens. So by the time you get... Morocco, you know what I'm saying, and all that, man, you, us, those who end up in North America, we were second-class citizens, man. That's not even hard to prove. People can act like it ain't and, and, and try to cry about it. No, that's not what it is. We, we understand what it is. And so it was money that funded the flourishing of knowledge and wisdom, okay? Simple as that. And we know for a fact that they fought their war in Spain, right? Because this was during the expansion period of the Arab Empire. It's very simple to look up. Uh, we could pull up a map, Arab Empire, right? Stop sharing for a minute. We can pull up the Arab Empire, all right? Then I'm going to get to my point. Let me see. Um... And when you put up the Arab Empire, you'll see just how far they expanded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, here you go. Put up the Arab Empire real quick as you get a good old, quick old-fashioned map. All right. Good old-fashioned map there. And that map is going to actually, let me see, let me get the right map when I get here. All right, you'll see. So, so during this time where Baghdad is actually the capital, um, uh, you'll really hold on. Let me get this right. One second, y'all. One second. All right. So. Just need a map. Okay, map. Oh, it's terrible. One more second. All right. Okay. Early Arab conquest. So this is during their colonial conquest period. We know that for sure. Um, date 622, 750. 
Okay, expansion from 622 to 7, 750. Uh, so we know for sure that during this particular time, man, they ruled in that area, man. All right? Uh, they, hell, they chased the daggone Romans. <laughs> you know, they defeated the Roman Empire. <laughs> um, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It, it's just how power changes hands. And so you got to look at the situation the African was in in that area. All right. So they're not even ruling. Oh, let me let me show you all the map real fast. All right. Let me show that real quick. Quick map. All right. And then we'll talk about Al Jahid a little bit. All right. So here's your map right here. Okay. Look at the expansion during the Umayyad uh, Caliph. All right, Caliphate, that's 661 to 7, 750. Age of the Caliphs, all right? And so if you look all around here, right, uh, that's the straight Gibraltar right there. They took all that, all right? So if you're not talking about the Arab expansion, right, and the wars they fought to take them lands, and all you talking about is the Moors, the Sub-Saharan African Moors, then you're doing the community a very, very, uh, 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 just an injustice because that's not the whole picture. So the question is, who fed the army, filed the money? Who, who, who replaced the shoes when the shoes were out? How about the swords when the swords broke? Swords, right? Weaponry. Who, who financed all that? It's the Arab Empire. They financed all that, and they financed the building of the House of Wisdom, okay? And I'll get into that a little bit, right? Understand exactly what role the House of Wisdom played, right? But the key figure in all this is Al-Jahid. Most people don't talk about him. They busy fighting about Charles Darwin, but they ain't dealing with Al-Jahid. You know what I'm saying? And, and Al-Jahid is a pivotal figure because he wrote he wrote God daggone uh, encyclopedias, okay? So, um, hmm. So let me look at this. Read this real quick. All right. Uh, from 776 to 869. Okay. Uh, Al Jahid, philosopher, scientist, okay, was the first of the Muslim biologists and philosophers to develop an early theory of evolution. Okay. He speculated on the influence of the environment on animals, considered, considered the effects of the environment on the likelihood of the animals to survive and first described the struggle of existence, a precursor to natural selection. All right? All right, wait, hold one second. One second. One second.
All right, so we're back on Alex Heath. Sorry about that. All right, so wherever I at, um, talk about, uh, he talked about the precursor to natural selection. Now, Al Jahiz's ideas on the struggle for existence in the Book of Animals have been summarized as follows. Now, watch this, what Al Jahiz says in the Book of Animals, the encyclopedia. He says, animals engage in a struggle for existence, for resources to avoid being eaten and to breed. Environmental factors influence organisms to develop new characteristics to ensure right survival, thus transforming into new species, animals to survive, to breed, and pass on their successful characteristics to offsprings. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what this book looked like. All right, I've showed it on uh, um, presentations before. Okay, take a look at. All right, let me screenshot it real quick. All right, so here you go. The Book of Animals by Al Jaheed. Load it up a little bit. One of the pictures in the book. All right. Uh, this guy was brilliant. And, you know, so we don't expect anybody else to really talk about him. Uh, and so while the community is banging and missing on information, uh, we're really not putting uh, 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 actual information into full effect. While the Moors are busily acting like it was just a bunch of black people running to Spain, never talking about the money they, and fighting against evolution, uh, you have Islamic scholars that were actually in support of uh, evolution all day long, right? Because remember, they had the House of Wisdom. So they was actually dealing with the science, science of the Egyptian variety, and they was building on that. So I never understand why the Moors talk about so much knowledge and wisdom, but yet deny evolution. See, it makes no sense as a bunch of foolery at the end of the day. Constant foolery as they talk shit about us. Like, I do not understand that. Uh, and it's a damn shame. Uh, it really is a damn shame. When it's right in front of everybody's face. And so I said it before, if you have any teachers amongst you teaching about, quote unquote, the history of uh, of the African and Africans always been here. You know what I'm saying? You got to take them to task. All right. Uh, uh, fundamentally speaking, uh, human beings, since the time of Al Jahid, since the time of the Nile Valley, they understood transformation of nature. All right. And I say it all the time natural selection is not a real complicated thing. All right. And, no, and it's, the, it's the cornerstone of modern biology. So we see this brother Al Jahid, this African, you know what I'm saying, that accepted Islam, uh, Islamic culture, because yes, these religions are cultural, and I say it all the time. So if you're a Muslim, right, you practice Islam, okay, you're practicing uh, a Saudi Arabian culture. You're not practicing an African culture, no matter what they say, okay? It's diabolically opposed, okay? Uh, it's in the Quran. It shows you what it goes against. It's one of those proselytizing uh, religions. Same thing with Judaism, no matter what they say. You can always have black people. You'd be hard pressed to have anything without black people. But being a Hebrew is still a cultural identifying factor for those who lived in the Middle East. 
It's not hard to figure that out. And it's not a world tradition. It has become a world tradition based off of technology. But in those days, man, you didn't have all that. And you barely, you didn't, you barely had people writing. So it's not to the time of, listen to this name right here. Okay? Um, let me find that slide. Hold on, let me find this real quick. All right. Um, one second. Get this for you. Want to find uh, the white boy Gutenberg, okay? Gutenberg, right? Now he invented the first printing press, all right? Why is this important? Because it's the first time things are actually uh, uh, mass produced. Huh. Jonas Gutenberg. Okay, uh, I think it was what uh 1440. All right, uh, he wrote the Gutenberg Bible. Um, let me see, see if I can go to Dr. Ben real quick. Um, go to Doc real quick, real fast, and see if we had that. Um, this book inspired me right here. Let's see, let's go to the 14. Uh, this 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 work is uh one of my favorite works, the chronology of the Bible which inspired me to write the chronology of the human evolution. All right. Gotta have both of them. Um, Cause they serve the same purpose. Okay. So hold on. 14 C. Mm, hold on. fell apart. Uh, should have Gutenberg in here. St. Matthew's version. There you go. He has it. Yes. 14, uh, on page 13, he said, I said 1440. Uh, Dr. Ben says 1456. All right. We're going to defer to the master teacher on that. Uh, Gutenberg's version of the Holy Bible. The first book ever printed, um, by typesetting method. I'm going to say this again. The Gutenberg version of the Holy Bible, the first book ever printed by type pressing. Okay? Typesetting, my fault, typesetting method. All right? A phototype edition of the Latin Vulgate version. It was not the first book, as so many Christians believe. Yeah, the Bible ain't never been the first damn book. <laughs> but the Gutenberg is the first one to be printed. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and mass produce. Um, a couple of years ago, me, me, me and uh, Doctor Mayat was talking about how, uh, as a matter of fact, she produced the source, and I forget it. We had to get her on air when she talked about the um, how uh, when these books were printed um, later on, you would find them in the halls of slave ships and sent around the world. And so, you know, these books didn't get around the world because God sent them around the world, right? These books got sent around the world because they was one, mass produced, and two, you know what I'm saying, colonialism took them around the world. That's why it's the most read book, right? Cut out the shenanigans and, shenanigans and the foolery, all right? Got that. 
So let me get back to the point. So now we talked about Al Jahib. We talked about the Arab Empire. We talked about the importance of Al Jahib on evolution, right? A great black thinker is the point. So all great black thinkers, right, after reviewing and reading information, recognize the importance of evolution. And we do not have to go to the Europeans, right? We don't have to do it. We can simply go to Al Jahid and work from there. Or we go to the Nile Valley and work from there based off of things that they deify. Okay? And so I like with man, God, and civilization. And why did he say man, God, and civilization? Why did he put man before God? Well, we already know he was a real black atheist. Yes, he was. Right? One of the teachers of the great Dr. Ben. See, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you something here. All right? Definitely one of the great teachers. All right? Part of the Harlem History Club. Mm-hmm. So see, real black atheism is strong in the conscious community. So when you bang on that, you're really banging on the original master teachers when you bang on, quote, unquote, atheism. Or like I say, real black atheism. That's what you're really doing. Right? You, you, you have allowed your religion to overtake your thinking. Hmm. Let's not forget the great Hubert Harris. All right? Who, 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 quote unquote, John Jackson them study in Harlem? Hubert Harris. All right? And I'm proud to get the first Hubert Harris Award. Hmm. So right here, he says, watch this. <laughs> Factors and evidence of evolution. Chapter two, right? Real quick, it says no properly educated person denies the reality of the evolutionary process. No properly educated person. So when you're not getting it, you're not really, you're not properly educated. You're just not. You know what I'm saying? You're going off into the supernatural. So there's a supernatural explanation, right, for different cultures coming to being, and there's a natural explanation. The natural explanation usurps all the supernatural. Hmm. That's the point I want y'all to marinate on for a minute. All right? So no properly educated person denies the reality of the evolutionary process. Although there is considerable disagreement amongst the authorities as to the precise um, causation of evolution, what is he talking about? He's talking about the mechanisms. So we, so, so we have debates over the mechanisms. Natural selection is just one mechanism. So we do not call Charles Darwin the father of evolution, right? They claim him to be the father of natural selection. But I just showed you a man who predated him by a thousand years, Al-Jahid, that first talks about these processes and how nature affects animals and breeding and all that. Okay? Yeah. Right there. You know what I'm saying? So uh goes on to say, um, on the fact of evolution, there is no dissent. Yeah, it is in the conscious community. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got my main man, Alan Brown, he'll argue you down, but I think that's willing the way. I think in a couple of days, I think he'll change his stance. And I think he kind of changed his stance. I don't think he want none of that. We know Asara Stupacetti, you know what I'm saying? He goes against that because he's just Stupacetti, right? And, and for one moment, let me pause for a minute. Anybody and everybody, eight to eighty, eight to eighty, blind, crippled, or crazy, uh, teaching that the quote unquote all Macs are Africans, you definitely will be on the list. 
So we got Sarbaugh Stupacetti being stupid as normal, talking about the All Max African. Yeah, he got them pictures standing up there to them All Max statues. Let me go ahead and let this count the bag real fast, right? If you go back, maybe, yeah, I want y'all to dig it up. Y'all can. I'm going to dig it up before my enemies dig it up, right? And I was in support of Clyde Winters and dealing with the All Max. And he was going against a guy, I think his name was Jaime. The guy was the guy was good enough to get to beat up uh, 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 Clyde Winters, but he wasn't good enough to get me on that subject because I came with some things that was decent by reading premodal signs and symbols. This was about maybe eight, eight, seven years ago, right? And I'm gonna tell you this because you know, so so we all should have the ability after further review and better information and better sources to change our mind. Plain and simple. We should all be ready and willing to do that. Okay? And so after further review, I had to change my stance on that. And I'm not mad about it, and I don't feel bad about it. I changed my mind on that. So before my enemies in scholarship pull it up and say, see, and try to make it seem like it's a new thing, no, that's not what it is. All right? That was my stance at the time. And since I have uh, scientific thinking, when I found something that made more sense and was right and exact, I had to, quote unquote, change my stance. And so today, if I stand here today, right, I am still willing to change my stance if I have to. Okay? So it is what it is. But I just want to know, y'all can dig that up and pull it up. Aborigine homeboys is out there. Yo, go dig that up, man. I'm going to give it to you before you use it against me. All right. So, yeah, we and so um, let me I'm going to read the mechanism for you. Um, hold on. Hmm. So. Ain't no winning that. And so one, right, if you teach them about the all max, yo, we coming for your heads. It's 2017. You got to get up out of here. You're out of there. <laughs> You're absolutely out of there. Like, that's out of there. Eight to 80 blind, crippled, or crazy. And so, you know what I'm saying? I'm Everybody that understands um, evolution, I mean, everybody that understands this, this, this whole all max situation, um, Native American piece, Right, it's on. Uh, okay, um, it's just on, man. Like, like you know, like Sarah stupid said he, You know what I'm saying? He's just stupid. You feel me? And he's stupid because when faced with better and more available information, he's just not willing to change. You know what I'm saying? And, and in the face of the truth, when you refuse to change, or that just make you dumb. Yeah, like you can't be in front of the people and then not willing to uh, actually. Um, you know, you find something better, right? Or you find something that's more coherent and makes more sense and, and pan out. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be willing to change. And that's what that's what Europeans do good. That's what the African did great before the European came into effect. And so we got let, let me give you a couple mechanisms, right? Uh let me give you a source. A good source is understanding evolution. Okay, excellent source. So you got sexual selection, you got artificial selection. You got adaptation. You got genetic drift. You got genetic variation. Okay. Um, 
So there's a few mechanisms that that people debate back and forth. We got horizontal gene transfer. Okay. Um. So look, man. Evolution, right? Will take care of that all Mac piece. Why am I always screaming out loud evolution? Because man, it helps us deal with all the issues that we have in this community. If you just understand the biology of living life and living life forms, man, that that'll actually help you put a lot of these things to rest. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, let me see. Uh, one second. One second. One second. One second. One second. Um. Um, um, all right. So you know what I'm saying? Um what go? Let me see what hold on, let me see. We look at the chat room real fast. Um, real quick. I know Sister Cabo got under control. Let me see. Yeah, and I heard you talking trash too, Lord Abadab, but do Oh man, oh man. <laughs> hey, you talking trash, yo. <laughs> I don't even know if you're in the chat, yo. He was on Sardinetta. Shout out to Sardinetta. All right. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate what you do. You know what I'm saying? All right. Even though other people might not, I do. So, okay, so where I'm at. So I'm talking about evolution, give you a, a standard of blackness in evolution. You know what I'm saying? Loading the dining. And then I'm trying to let y'all know that in 2017, we're banging on anybody. Listen, hold up. Let, 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 let's slow it down for a minute. So y'all won't be mistakenly taking my words out of place. We're banging on the information because this is what we do. This is the environment and the climate that that that, that produced all this next wave of scholars. Okay. Um, and so it's not personal. Okay. It's not personal, man. It's business. So I don't need no friends in scholarship, right? It's your work, okay? It's your work. And so we're dedicated to that homework, all right? Dedicated to that homework, right? So yeah, Sabra uh, Stupacetti, right? He don't have the homework on the Max. Um, none of them, none of them. So, so I was thinking maybe that some of the elders, based off of that limited understanding of biological evolution, would even fall prey to that. So I know back about eight years ago, nine years ago, whether you believe it or not, right? I didn't have a strong understanding of evolution either about 10 years ago. And so that, that make you faulty, right? So you can't talk about human beings and how human beings ended up a couple hundred thousand miles a damn way and, and, and act like people had uh, planes, right? Act like there was intercontinental ships at 20,000 years ago. It just was not. So wasn't nobody making that voyage in 60 days. That, that wasn't happening. That wasn't going down. We forget that. And so when the African migrated out of Africa, first migration comes about 100,000, second migration about 60,000. You know, so people travel maybe a couple hundred miles, uh, two, three hundred miles, get to a better area and they settle. And they settle in these areas for about what? They might settle for 5,000 years, right? They might settle for 200 years. 400 years they might settle and then move a little bit more. Then they might settle for another thousand years. You know how long a thousand years is? Do you know how long five, six hundred, seven hundred years is? Think about that for a minute. 
So they migrating slowly. So by the time they get to America's transfer, going through different environments and staying in certain places, you know what I'm saying? They start to develop certain different traits and certain different characteristics. You would have, if you understand biological evolution and the different mechanisms, you would understand that. And so by the time they get you to Americas, right, and travel down the coastlines and all that and stay in these areas, right, and you dig them up at 20,000 years ago, right, you'll start them uh, forming different Hublo groups, right, based off of being separated from the mother, mother culture. For so long, they start to develop different aspects of themselves. It's just, it's just how nature works. Let me change that. Different aspects. They start to develop different mutations that help them fit better in that particular environment. It's simple as that, and it's not hard to understand that. It's just not. So, so, so a lot of people, a lot of young people just come into the information, right? Deny evolution. Uh, some of the elders refuse, refuse to do what they told us to do. They said, read the Dr. Ben's work. That's exactly what the hell they said. They said, read at the Diop's work, Civilization and Barbarism. Man, we, you gotta, look, I can just open up. I mean, I mean, like, I was just trying to figure out, like, I was thinking I was losing my mind. I was like, man, am I losing my mind? You know, they tell us to, 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 to look at these great, and oh, protect them. Don't say nothing about the great Diops and ah, 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 ah. But God dang, when you go to the great Diops, <laughs> hey, shout out to Comedic Press too. You go to Diops. So where did I learn about Piltdown Man at? Right here, you go Piltdown Man. Here you go, look. Piltdown Man. Entirely fragmented falsehood. Ideologically needed in order to support the thesis of the pre-sapiens. It is made up of uh, due to position of the skull of modern human man with a high forehead and a jawbone of a monkey. Hmm, whose cranians can be seen. Right there. Go to page 26 in Civilization of Barbarism. Go to the next page, and it's showing you skulls. Skulls broken. Here you go. It's showing different skulls. You know, all of them showing, I mean, like, this is, this is, I mean, like, come on, man, Omo 2, uh, uh, King John Man, all right, Omo Skull, you, you don't pay 33, uh, 33, all right, I mean, he's talking about the African Homo sapiens sapiens, paid about 150,000 years ago, Skull of Omo, you got Omo, Omo 1, man, Omo 2, man, then he talk about Neanderthals in Palestine, and then he talks about Homo erectus, look, man, Homo erectus. This is on page 33. So I don't know why the elders in the community is acting like Diop didn't write on the subject. It's the darndest thing. And then they want to bang on me for not believing, but yet the master teachers didn't believe. Huh. The master teachers did not believe. No, they did not. They did not believe that foolery. No, they didn't. Uh, John Henry Clark did not believe. Okay? Like they, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's levels to this and understanding of where we at and what we talking about at times. It is levels to this. 
what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just stay confused, man. And I think people even trying to just continue to hold their positions, you know what I'm saying? Or, or just want to take the time to really study or just basically just get out the lane. You know what I'm saying? Just get out the lane, man. That, you know, that's why, you know, uh, Sarah Stupid Seti, you know, we fell out. You know what I mean? Because he wouldn't get the hell out the lane. Get out the damn lane. We're moving fast over here. We're going to run you over. We're going to run you over. 100 miles an hour, we're going to run you over. Yeah, we ain't got, we ain't got no choice. Real black atheism is definitely going to run you over. Plain and simple. I'm beholden to the truth. And everybody that joins the RBA... RBA, Rebuilding Africa. Man, we behold to the truth. And at any moment, if better information comes around, better sources, better a uh, better understanding comes around, man, we, 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 we change our mind. We can change our mind at any moment, just like scientists. Today, evolution. And so when I talk about evolution, I'm really African. Some of the biological origin of evolution, biological origin of humanity. So, so when we come to North America, which we will be beating the brakes off of. So if you're an elder teaching about the All Max is black, go ahead and strap up and put your damn seatbelt on. Get ready to go for the ride. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is what we built. I'm a raw squad. You know what I'm saying? Dagger squad. MBK. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Massey clan warriors. Shoshu Mani Madanetcha. This is the environment we in. This is the environment we put together. You know, a lot of times we like to holler out the Amaral squad, yo, because, you know what I mean? Man, boy, mm, mm, hard to touch, man. But there's a lot of other groups out there, man, that's dedicated to the same idea, man. Who, who came first, who came second, the hell with all that. The hell with all that. It's who's doing the work. We need to fight together. That you cannot separate us. We need to fight together because we dedicate to real information. How long did the master teachers teach evolution and how long did that next generation deny evolution? So now we back to the point to straighten the shit out. So it's going to be some casualties. It's going to be some friendly fire. It is what it is. It's going to have to be that. A lot of times y'all get mad at Chief X. Man, man, don't get mad at the gun. <laughs> yeah, don't get mad at him, man. He do his thing. Can't get mad at him, man. Right, right, man, I love the way he be banging, man. Come on, yo. He can do some of the things that I can't do. You got to have that. You got to have that. And we start teaching something crazy, he's going to jump out there and bang on us. I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, it is what it is. And, and it ain't nothing disrespectful. I ain't on here hollering, screaming. See, everybody tried to play me like I'm a hollering, screaming guy. Nah, man. That was back when I was 35, you know what I'm saying, 40, back in the blog talk days, man, when I had to deal with the likes. You know what I'm saying? That's when me and uh, our son Netta was banging on each other. Natural to Hootie, uh, 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 everybody. You know what I'm saying? When you had, you couldn't be quiet. You couldn't go peep, 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 peep. You wouldn't get hurt. So I had to be that way to survive in that environment. Like I said before, there wasn't no damn rule book. There wasn't any rule book on what to do. So I had to, I had to carve out the niche. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it by yourself. All right? Let's come to Chancellor Williams. Anybody been following me for years, know this is my favorite book. Let me see. Right here, Chancellor Williams, Destruction of Black Civilization, Great Issues and Race. 
Y'all know it's my favorite book. I had this whole show. Go back to them old shows. And, and, and go back to them old shows eight, nine, ten years ago, right? And like I said, yo, if you if you still on the same wavelength, if you haven't better your information in six, seven, eight years, then what are you really doing? So go back and watch my evolution. So, so I'm already letting my enemies know I used to say that all Max was black. And it was based off of faulty information. I, I acquiesced it to acquiesced to a faulty. You know what I'm saying? It was a faulty. All right? I acquiesced to something that was totally faulty. Hold on. Let me read this part right here. All right? Hmm. Um, man, where is it? Uh, Summon Explore. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on one second. I don't need the iron. Need the iron one second. One second, y'all. Want to read this right here? Time check. How long have I been rocking? Mm -hmm. Want to talk about the study teams that Chancellor Williams talked about? Um. Uh, very very important. And so y'all seeing how you know I developed the idea of putting together a team by reading the works of the master teachers real closely. Um, thing is right here. Is it right here? Um, first of all, one must know the various names that refer exclusively to, nah, that ain't it. Damn, man. Oh. Uh, Okay, hold on, I got it. Field, the field studies research on page 27. All right, uh, it says some of these areas to be explored by further historians, right, are set forth in the pages which follow this chapter. A major research project should not be undertaken by a single individual. So I recognize that I was a single individual, all right? I realized that early on in the game. Okay, so as I did the show, Conquer by Religion show, people started to come through like Ishmael Bay. All right, and you know, he used to, you know, we gravitated to each other. And you know, the, the truth be told, uh, we was actually the army, you know what I'm saying, that banged, you know what I'm saying, for Seti. Because we just was up on shit that he wasn't up on. You know what I'm saying? At that particular juncture in my life, I felt like, General contractor, you know what I'm saying? Uh had a good, pretty good grasp on uh um, you know, the information and, and, and had the ear of the younger people. And so that's what I was always interested in. Right? So we gravitated together and we banged together. Y'all go back to the Chief Liberation show. One day I'm gonna have Chief Liberation on here. All right, and he had all of us on there. All right, we just was starting out. Go back, go back and listen to some of them Chief Liberation shows, man. All right, and then go back to when he threw us all off. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get your own thing. So let me finish reading. It says, some of the areas to be explored by further historians are set forth in the pages which follow this chapter. A major research project should not be undertaken by a single individual. Check. Uh, that's why I read the book called Study Teams by Comedic Press. It says, that, that was my mistake. Hence, the 16 years of work that a research team of 
or 10 persons might have completed in three or four, hold on, in three or four, let me read that again, I chopped it up. It said, that was my mistake. Hence the 16 years of work that a research team of eight or 10 persons might have completed in three or four, okay? The kind of well-organized research teams required for in-depth studies may be difficult to promote because of our pitiful go at it alone individualism a research project such as mine should have had a team of highly trained experts uh, from the fields of history archaeology right there that's what why, listen to it archaeology anthropology medicine linguistics tropical agriculture political science etc See how we have some those uh, some of those areas already covered on MRAW squad. So y'all see, you know, what I read to get you to reach the conclusion I reached, you know what I'm saying, to start these study teams. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking the, the, the Raw squad in particular, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me, and, uh, me and brother Ben started the Masi. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Wajoo and them started Shashu Monty Metanetcha. Uh, brother Garfield started Dagger Squad, and y'all know uh, uh, MBK. And he started MBK. These are study teams, you know what I'm saying, dedicated to give me all the real information. And I'm not recommending nobody else. I'm not, I can't do it. Right? We all know who my favorite elder is, Professor James Smalls. All right? So you won't be seeing me bang on him. No, you won't. But you'll see me bang on something he teach, though. I just won't say his name. <laughs> Ah, you know, somebody else probably got to do that. You got to know when you're too close to the situation and step back. See, that's why it's good not just to be one person. Because sometimes your friend can stop you from doing what you need to do. So you step back. All right? Get that out of the way. Yeah, I, I can't bang, man. Boy, I can't bang. I can't do it. But, you know, hell, shit. Research process is my whole. It said the wide, wide ranging scope of the study minus a team was possible only because of the interest and active support of certain African governments and the unforgettable help of those people in every region of the country. So he's talking about when he went to Africa and asked for the book. He had help from governments and all that and primary resources to write this book. I suggest everybody get this book and read it. I started my whole damn career. Of, of, of volunteering for the community with this book, I got the show called The Destruction of the Black Civilization Show. Hmm. All right. So let me keep my thoughts in order. So where the hell was I at? Hmm. Went to Al Jaheed, talked about evolution, talked about if the leadership ain't teaching evolution, right? Absolutely. They ain't got you. They, they ain't got, they, they don't want to see you grow. If they teaching black allergy, all right, if you're teaching black algae and the black algae, you know, like cloud your judgment and don't allow you to see the truth, man, get out of that. Stop blackenizing everything. The, 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 the fundamental truth is that the majority of the human population is, is, is has brown the brown, brown the black skin. Just look at the skin map. I'm just not making it up. Right? So, you know, so why would a group of black people living amongst a group of black people talking to them, name themselves black people? Why? When the whole planet is majority black. There's no color racism. I just jumped to something else real quick. Let me stop. Let me slow it back. Let me, let me rewind it back. I'm simply saying 
that to keep glorifying the color of your skin. You know what I'm saying? I'm copper color, boy, you're a trip truth historian. <laughs> oh, you're a trip. Boy, copper color, yeah. Yeah, that should be funny, yo. They copper colors to death. So, the majority of the planet, it, watch this, y'all, check this out. Check out the logic real quick, listen. Before the 1800s, right? All right, now, now when we start getting to the 1800s, man, I have to tell you, man, I ain't, I ain't lying, man. You know, you gotta go fuck with MBK on that and his true, true historian and him on that shit, man. That's what they do. Truth historian love that shit so much that me and him argued. We was in there arguing like, you know, like, and I ain't put myself in love with Dr. Ben and Johnny Club, but we was arguing over what time spans we going to teach about. I wanted to talk about 200,000, 2 million, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to talk about the 1800s, and we damn near cussed each other out for it. That's because of the passion and the love we got for that. That's how much them brothers love talking about that history right there. They love talking about that. Just like I love talking about evolution and, and, and archaeology and paleontology. They love talking about that. This is the truth. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If we'd have had some boxing gloves, we probably would have been boxing and would have laughed after we finished. It's just funny. <laughs> it's funny, but that's the passion y'all seen. Right? All right. So in 2019, man, we're going to be tight-knit around here. Trust me, because the pseudos are trying to overrun the position, and now I really understand what's going on. It was the it was certain elders in our community that promoted the misinformation. Now, I don't even know if they really meant to do it. I'm not gonna say that, but I'm saying maybe the inability to actually push forward and get new information. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to know that the all max. Yeah, I had to change my stance on the all max. And you just change your stance. And you tell the people why you change your stance. You don't even got to tell them you change your stance. Just start teaching. And they'll see it. You feel me? So it, maybe it's just that. But we do know that there was a climate of anti-intellectualism. It was a climate of just anti-science. Right? It was a climate of anti-be-a-free thinker. When the whole damn thing was started off with serious free thinkers like Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark, Hubert Hearst. I mean, they at the forefront of the movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, wait, you got, no, nobody gets on John Jackson when he says that the African, that the Egyptians, you know what I'm saying, was natural atheists. Nobody get on him when he say that. And he said there was the spiritual people on top of that. No one gets on him. No one, no one challenges that. Hmm. And so the point I really want to come around to is that once I realized that there was a certain group of elders that came after the Dr. Benz, the John Henry Clark, the Hubert Harris, you know what I'm saying, and them, that, that, that wasn't prepared to really accept the science based off of their disdain for white people. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Take a certain mind and have to overlook that shit because you'd be like, man, and white people did that. And you'd be mad and I get it. But it takes a certain mind to be able to elevate past that to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? We need our babies to get, invent to get invested in science and technology. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. That's the only way they're able to even 
uh, uh, defeat Japan. It's because they had better technology than Japan. Remember, Japan beat the damn Russians. Their Navy was better than Russia. They went and defeated Russia, the Russian Navy. Japanese did that. Man, I love studying war, too. I ain't going to lie. And, did. and Peter the Great, you know what I'm saying, defeated the Danish. Mm, I like talking about that shit. But I, the point I want to make is, is that the technology and shipbuilding gave Japan an advantage over Russia. And then when, when, when Japan entered into World War II in the Pacific by bombing Pearl Harbor because the United States had blockaded them from getting their oil, yeah, you know I'm saying they were like, yo, we 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 need the oil. We just gotta so they stepped to the United States, right? They, you know, they actually poked the bear though. <laughs> like, like they they didn't calculate that right. You know what I'm saying? It didn't calculate that right. Like they could have went all in, but they didn't go, they should have went all the way in because they because they had them. All the ships was there except for maybe a couple. They could have crippled the United States at that point. They kind of let up. You know, they instead of busting the damn head of the bear and continue to bust the head of the bear, but they they poke the bear. You know, you poke the bear, yo. You gotta go in and finish that bear off. You can't just poke the bear, yo. You gotta you can't then wake up. But they poke the bear and here we go. And so it was technology, right? After the United States got taught, they, they defeated Hitler and them in, in, in Normandy, you know what I'm saying, in Europe. And they was gonna use the bomb on Hitler. So we said like, like well, yes, they was. They was gonna drop the bomb on Hitler and them. But, you know what I'm saying, after D-Day, after they actually got him, because Russia got too goddamn confident, you know, overconfidence is a motherfucker, they overextended themselves, you know what I'm saying, they fought a war on too many fronts, right, they shouldn't attack, they attacked Russia, which did them in, they had to deal with that Russian winner, and that did them in. If they hadn't attacked Russia and was chilling, yo, man, they'd have got that bomb dropped on them. So, 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 so when the United States talked to Japan and got tired of fighting the Japanese, because the Japanese, their culture, they was built in warrior culture. All right, they had certain custom and traditions, and I'm telling you this for a reason. They had certain custom and traditions, the great samurai tradition, all these things of war and all that, right? So they had a certain way of doing things and stuck to it. But when it was time, when the United States got tired of fighting that radical type of situation, man, they say, we're going to drop this bomb. All right? And so when they contacted Japan and say, man, we're going to drop the bomb. You know, they had a built-in culture that would not allow them to give in, to give up. Like the emperor, you know what I'm saying? Was the, the emperor was not allowed to give up. This was in their culture. Now, why am I saying this? Because sometimes your culture can be used against you. And so the United States, you know, through, through correspondence and spying and listening to, 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 to uh, uh, correspondence, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and capturing certain information, they realized that this was in their culture. So the United States, right, they decided to give them a back door, to give them a way out. You know what I'm saying? The same way we gave Infidesi. We gave them a back door. If you don't take the back door, we got the bang. It's just that simple. Because you don't have the knowledge and wisdom on these particular subjects to defend yourself on it. You just don't. So you should probably recognize that. But the culture that we have in our community of the elders know every damn thing that blinds them and does not allow them to see this. The same way Japan was blinded. When the United States say, look, man, we tired of this fighting. We're going to drop this weapon we got. You know what I'm saying? Bow down on that particular situation. 
Japanese responded back, man, no, we're not doing that. Because of their culture, they were not allowed the emperor to give up, right? United States recognized that, right? Do, do you know, do, do espionage and spying and listening to their correspondents recognize the type of culture they had, gave them a, a back door, right? Said, well, you don't got to give up, right? All you got to do is just stop fighting. No, they couldn't do that neither. They started getting boastful. And so they dropped that bomb with the Enola Gay. That was the name of the plane, Enola Gay, right? One of the pilot's mothers. They dropped that damn bomb on Hiroshima. Boom! I mean, the bomb was crazy. Y'all should look up a special and check that out. Check out the bomb in the Japan, right? Check that out. And even after they dropped that one bomb, Japan was still bucking. They still wouldn't quit because of their culture. I'm trying to give you a message here. The culture we have is an anti-scientific culture, y'all. The culture the Japanese had was a culture that wouldn't allow the emperor to give up. You know what I'm saying? To sign over, to sign a treaty and say, okay, it's over. It wouldn't allow that. So when it came time to drop the second bomb, man, they, the, the culture wouldn't allow them to quit, and they dropped that other bomb. After they dropped that other bomb, thank goodness the bomb went off, uh, didn't hit the center where they wanted to drop it at, right? Man, everybody, the generals and shit, started looking at the emperor, and the emperor was still on that bullshit, talking about, yeah, we can fight that, yo, we're going to drop one on Japan next. And they recognized, yo, that they was overmatched. They do not have the technology to defend themselves against what they had just dropped. They had dropped two of the largest bombs ever exploded in the history of the planet Earth on those people. And, and their culture, watch this, it was their culture that would not allow them to even remotely understand it until they got two of them dropped on them. I'm saying this, that we have an anti-scientific culture. Now catch me now. They don't allow our elders to see what it is they need to see when dealing with evolution and science based off of the way they probably was treated and had to develop a culture against white people and everything they say, but it does not allow them to see where we're going or how we're going to do this with science and technology. They can't see it. So you got to drop the bomb on them. So we carpet bombing people in 2019. Huh. I hope y'all got all that. You know, the Japanese and how that cultural understanding of their worldview would not allow them to uh, give in to United States demands based off of their system of having an emperor. And before that point, the emperor had never bowed down to any foreign entity, so they just couldn't do it and their culture wouldn't allow it. Based off of the climate of anti-scientific innovation and evolution in our community, based off of the monkey shit and being called monkeys, it does not allow that older generation or the younger generation to really see it because of the culture. And that, and that particular environment and culture is inconducive to science and technology. Thank goodness for, you know what I'm saying, the groups, you know what I'm saying, that deal with science and technology. Thank goodness. Where in the hell would we be? That's why I'm doing these shows. Because I'm beating down the backwards culture that was developed in an environment and they probably needed it. But we don't need it now. We need science and technology. That's what we need. All right? Ain't no way around it. So if you're in the way of evolution, you'll get carpet bombed. You can't do nothing about it. Like the Japanese couldn't do nothing about 
those thermonuclear weapons. Y'all can say all y'all want. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do nothing about it. West African nations couldn't really do nothing about it. Those intercontinental ships with cannons on them. So it wasn't God, you know what I'm saying, that actually didn't show us favor, favor. It wasn't the fact that it was time for us to fall based off our law. It wasn't that. It was the lack of science and technology that doesn't stop you from getting another nation with better science and technology off your ass. That's what it is. Trust me with that. Spirituality don't got nothing to do with your morality. No, it don't. Oh, yes, it do. No, it don't. Code of conduct goes instituted by uh, cultures. Ain't got nothing to do with the spirituality. Like Brothers and Jetty say, spirituality is something you do every day. He says that. Does he say spirituality is something you do? All right? The morality is code of conduct that people institute because you can go to Baghdad right now amongst the Muslims and they have instituted uh, these laws, you know what I'm saying, the code of conduct in Islam that don't nobody agree with in America, yo. Hmm. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <clears throat> How about that? So, you know, hey, man, look, I'm going to be here on a regular basis, yo. Let me see. Let me go into the uh let's see. So hey man, look, y'all can look, y'all can howl and scream and all uh uh nah 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 understand that people threw their passes back in the middle of the table. We was giving people passes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you gotta give people passes when it comes to this information at times. Why is that? It's about being humble at times, right? Because this information will humble you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't act like, see, this would be a hypocrite. Let me show you what a hypocrite would be. Right? No, not a hypocrite. Uh, just being downright arrogant and not recognizing where you was at. So it's like having a drug habit and struggling with it for years, 15 years. Right? And then and then getting off of drugs and then trying to help somebody but then get mad at them and bang on them when they can't get off the drugs. It's it's like you forgot what it was to be on drugs. You know what I'm saying? So in my development, I had to realize it's that same scenario going, I got to realize that their mind ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? For the science technology. And at a certain time, you got, I mean, you got to take, I don't want to say take pity. That ain't the right word to say. You just gotta recognize, man. You 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 gotta see you you gotta see it from 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 that standpoint of view. You gotta recognize you was once that, and you gotta get it. You know what I mean? You got you 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 just gotta be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, not all the time. When they when they throw them passes back in the middle of the table, then you ain't gotta be humble. You just gotta do what you gotta do. But 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 you gotta recognize that our community, man, our minds ain't 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 been ready for science and technology like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it was a thing called scientific racism. It was a thing called color racism. And we're going to go back to that color racism thing because I was talking about why would a group of black people in Egypt call themselves black. So y'all thought I forgot that. I'm going to table that for one moment. 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, group of people being dominated, you know what I'm saying, by a bunch of fools, nitwits, you know what I'm saying, cause conditions that, 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 so there's that slave trade, that, 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 that continental uh, kidnapping trade, man, that actually did it to us. It was the environment created by color racism that, 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 that makes us recognize we don't want to trust them. So why aren't we trust the science? You know what I'm saying? Why? Hey, make sure y'all hit that like button while y'all at it, man. And make sure y'all uh, 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 support Abjuar. A-B-D-J-U-W-E-A-R. Man, y'all got to do that, man. You know what I'm saying? That ain't much to ask, man. We got a lot of goods, a lot of shoes. You know what I'm saying? Always got the kicks right on hand. You know what I'm saying? Always got that. All right? Them Abjules. Get a nice sweatshirt with them. A nice sweatshirt with them. You know what I'm saying, man? Go to the website, abdjuwear.com. All right? Got the baby clothes. You know what I'm saying? The onesies. I'm Ross Bob. Onesies for the babies. Let me see real quick. But but you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all uh, support mail tracks. All right? Make sure y'all get all the books. Uh, but Brother Wuja. All right? Man, like, 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 he's one of the teachers. Man, he's the only teacher that wrote a book on the metanature. Y'all, y'all realize that? Think about that, yo. The, the teacher that teach metanature, he's the only one in our community that wrote a damn book, yo. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you, we gotta think about that. Look, bro, what's up, uh, uh, Friday Jones? We got a 14 in them boots. We got a 14 in the and the runners, and the white ones, and the red ones, and the black ones. We got a 14 in them, bro. You go right to the site. We got that. 14s and 15s, as a matter of fact. So, I mean, like, man, so we we just got a man like, like, come on, man. I mean, damn. So we 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 gotta recognize that, okay, we're gonna be a little humble at times, right? Um, but then you get that with maturity, but you gotta recognize that our people's minds, you know, based off of the color racism, you know what I'm saying. Uh, we we just not ready to accept the science. So so I realize we're coming in, we're coming in at a very, very important time. So so all y'all to support science technology, man, we gotta promote this in the homes. And so um uh science and technology does not take away from um your spirituality. Like, how could it? Like that's never been a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's never been a problem, man. Science technology has never taken away from African spirituality. Like, like, how could we did the things we do? So, no. that uh, And so, we and so you accept science technology in your life. Doesn't mean that you can't have a religion. Doesn't mean none of that. And it doesn't mean you can tell me what the hell I need to have. Don't mean that. And so, yes, we we, we are presenting in a climate that, that, that has all the wrappings of, of anti-science. And that next group of, of, of um, elders didn't do a good job of promoting science and technology. They just didn't. And they didn't do a great job of allowing the next generation to come in. You know what I'm saying? They really didn't. And they didn't write the rule book, so I, look, I ain't even mad. Shout out to Saho Tep. He in here. Peace. Peace. So, I mean, um, hmm. Maybe I need to get a link out. There's some of the bras on. Maybe they want to say something. All right, let me see. Put that in the group here, man. Anybody want to come in for a minute? But you know, I I just I just like to say, man, that you know we've been real chill. 
Um, we got the power to dismantle you when it comes to science and technology. Um, that all make issue is not even an issue. It's just like the metanetry. It's really not an issue. Like no one, like like you, no one agrees. Like like David Hotep, man, he's a bona fide pseudo uh, on this particular topic. Um, all that face on the moon garbage. I just did a, a presentation on that at the Black Dot Bookstore and Cultural Center. If you're in Atlanta, Georgia, come to the Black Dot Bookstore and Cultural Center. Go Google that. Oh my cards, right? Yeah, David Hotep, man, bunch of folly, man. You use his reference. You already out of there. You can trust and believe if you're using him as a source reference, yo, boy, you in trouble. Yes, sir. So, I mean, I, I think all the aborigines, everybody to believe that the Africans was here, I mean, take take a year out, man, and step back from it, man. You know, step back from it for a minute. Don't, you know what I'm saying? It leads you where the evidence leads you. You feel me? So, yeah, let me give you the address. Um... 6984 Main Street, Lithonia, Georgia, 30058. That's 6984 Main Street, Lithonia, Georgia, 30058. All right. So, yeah, man, David Hotep, man, I'm tired of that, man. The, 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 the face on the on the Mars and all that. The app. Come on, man. Like, man, 2019 is going to be a great, great year. Hold on, let me get that. I promise you that. I absolutely promise you that it's going to be a great year. Man, I'm so glad. Take the gloves off, man. God damn, we just get right into it. Boy, get right into it. Ain't got to be scared. Ain't got to worry about nothing. Just can cool and can breeze through, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that reprieve of 2018 is over with, man. You know, everybody had a chance to get their shit together. You know, everybody had a chance to listen to the presentations of NBK, listen to the presentations of Sean Shu, Monty Manonetsu, listen to the presentations of Amra Squad, listen to the presentations on the Dog Dagger Squad, listen to the presentations, you know what I'm saying, on Masi. Man, they got a lot of them. Y'all had a chance to listen to that. And if y'all wasn't listening to that, y'all in trouble for 2019, I promise you. Look, hey, you can run, but you can't hide. This I promise you. I wish my day would be to move faster, man. Let me get some. Let's close some of these tabs out. Yeah, hey. Yeah, you can run, but you can't hide. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, you can run, but you can't hide, boy. Boy, it's going to be a long 2018, and I promise you that. Mm, mm, mm. Be alone. And then now we ain't gonna do a disrespectful. We don't gotta be disrespectful, man. All right, I see we got 64,000 people watching the show tonight. Numbers are up from last night. Mm-hmm. I wonder what I wonder was it the title that did it. Y'all need to stop that, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Amalam chasing. Chase the accident. <laughs> No, we're going to build the crowd up, man. If you're watching and have not subscribed to the channel, man, um, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, need that viewership to go up. Uh, hit that bell, okay? Um, damn it. We want to absolutely uh, get them notifications. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Get those notifications, man, because we just going to be going in. And, and I promise you, man, it, it ain't going to be a dull moment. 
Uh, we're gonna keep the video adding going. Um, look, man, we just not, we just do not got time to play. Nope. Uh, this thing we do is serious. Uh, we got uh, um, the brothers and sisters. Um, hold on, I got you. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn. Put that link in there. Damn. Messing up my computer moves so damn slow. All right. All right, there you go. You know, I don't like to get nobody. So I right, got the link. There go the link. All right, let me see. Um, hold on. I said, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> And you know, man, we're going to always be respectful. So, you know what I mean? Y'all ain't never seen at no time me being disrespectful to no elders. Y'all ain't never no time seen me being disrespectful to no daggone, uh, to no women. You know what I'm saying? Only, only what y'all see me do is cuss somebody out, you know what I'm saying, after they already poked me and did a little bit too much. You feel me? And I'm even working on that because I start to realize, I realized it like a year ago, that the reason you would even fuck with me, excuse my language, right, is because you can you 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 think you're gonna get me all up outside myself. That way you can get about the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you because if you can get me cussing you out, then you really won. Because now we can't even listen to the conversation. I know that, but if you if you talk too much nonsense, I I don't know. I can't. I gotta work on that. <laughs> I gotta work on that. But you know, I, I, I'm gonna keep it lit around here. Um, it's it, it, it's just important. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just important. We keep it lit around here, man. Cause you know, you know, you you give people an inch, they take a whole dag on mile, man. You know, shoot, I'm you know, we need 150,000 subscribers. Like really, yo? But I, I mean, I kind of understand it though, man. Like the, the real intelligent things and ideas. You know what I'm saying? People don't really like that. They like the howling, hooping, and hollering, and banana stuff. They really enjoy that. Brother Wu Shot, Wu Jai, what's good, Wu? I'm Ross Carter. How you doing, brother? Peace. Hotep. Uh, Hotep to the family, listeners. I just now, uh, I'm mighty late to the party. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just listening to what, you, what you're saying and everything. That's, uh, that's good, man. 2019 was the third day. Mm -hmm. third so we three days into it three days into it i know we i know we had a good conversation with the um with the elders that attended you know the discussion we did do that and um and i said that night that 2019 um with tack with respect and um actually without disrespect you know and with tact and all that good stuff that we're gonna bring scholastic heat and so that just needs to be understood. Um, you know, a lot of us know how to deal with scholarship, know what scholarship's about. And, you know, so we address these different claims. And see, one thing I think you already talked about, like I said, I'm, I'm late to the party. But I know I did catch a tail end of what you were saying um, when it comes to misinformation in our communities. If you if you give it a pass, then it's, it's this slow. It's like termites. You know, termites, termites get into your house. You know, you see one or two, you don't pay attention. You just spray them and that's it. <laughs> but then 
after a year, two years go by, now you now you're seeing your walls caving in, you know, and 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 some structures getting weak and stuff. And now you got to bring in a whole termite extermination uh, company to deal with it, and and you mess around and lose your house uh, because of it, and get insurance claims. So that's how that's how education in our communities are. If you if you give things a pass for too long, it's going to deteriorate from the inside out. And before you know it, 10 years from now, we have a whole generation of people who are not scientifically literate. And and it, then it affects your economy because your your scientific literacy affects your your relationships and your businesses and your economics and everything. And then we'll implode. And that's what's that's what's been happening. Like we, you know, we're talking about it, but we we are already there. And so we're we're just trying to stop the train from going in that direction, slow it down, stop it, then push it in the opposite direction. So this is only the beginning. So I'm, I'm saying for people to be crying right now about about this stuff, taking stuff personal and everything, man, listen, you know, maybe they people have to go through therapy, but but this is just the beginning. <laughs> information you know so i don't know people are not built for it shouldn't get involved you know and it's not like this there's some tough guy stuff you know because everybody everybody has a street story like you know we a lot of people don't really know people's backgrounds like that like you know people don't know each other like that on social media so so you know forget all that it's just about information deal with information if it if it's right or wrong correct incorrect live or memorex we have ways to test it, ways to um, critique it, ways to, you know, uh, check it out and stuff like that. If it stands, then, man, we need it. If it don't stand, we don't need it. It's just simple as that. But people get attached to the information. So when we toss the information, they think we're tossing them. You know, you're you got to throw something in the trash if, if you if you attach it to it so much. Like, you know, you had a, you had a pet, right? Everybody had their pet, mm -hmm. pet fish or a pet something when they were little. And they get so emotionally attached to it, the pet dies for whatever reason. You know, you don't take care of fish tank, the fish die. And then, you know, you you, you go bananas because you, you lost your pet. It's, it's done. And 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 you and you, you know, you get sad or whatever, you attach to it. And so um that's what people do with claims and information. It shouldn't be that way. It's a claim, and, and we're all on the same team for real. Facts. So why yeah. would I want if I'm teaching something wrong? Why would I want that for my people if 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 it's found out like, you know, if obviously if I'm teaching something and it's wrong at the time I'm teaching it, I don't know that it's wrong. Right. I'm doing a good thing. But if somebody comes along and shows me that, wait a minute, you know, hey, check this out. Check that out. You know, I think you, you think you're wrong on that or you are wrong on that. And I check it out. I'm supposed to welcome that. If I really care about the people, if it's, if it's not about me and if it's not about me. um you know, using that for some ulterior motive, then I should be accepting that. And that's how we all should should get to that point. You know, so um and I know you probably already discussed all that, but um I think that's what people need to really, really um learn how how this how this stuff works. That's, that's a great that's a great point. Repeat that again though, that what you said though. Repeat that one more time. Oh man, I said a lot just now, but uh sentences. Basically, people really need to understand, and this is what I tried to convey the other night when we were with the elders. Um, I said it, so I just repeat it, and I'm saying that 
a lot of people, we have a lot of misnomers in the community. Mm -hmm. we, we are calling things by names that are really not true to the name. And, and, and it's like calling a driveway, a parkway and a parkway, a driveway. We do it every day, all day. And that's backwards. We call a place where we park our car a driveway and we call a place where we drive our car very fast. We call it a parkway. That's backwards. Those are called misnomers. And so we misnomer a lot of things, too. And so what we're calling scholarship is not really scholarship. What we're calling debates are not really debates. So because they're not really what we're calling them, when people come along and and try to bring it to a point where the name matches the the activity. Now everybody has a problem because they never understood the activity in the first place. So people really don't know what science is about for real. People really don't know what debating is about for real. No, they really don't. Hold on, bro. No, 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 no. You've taught me that. They don't, don't know. They don't know. Go ahead, though. They don't know. Right, that's what I'm saying. So they don't mm -hmm. so they don't know. So so when we come along and we try to bring it to that, you know, people are struggling with it, and 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 it doesn't have to be that way. But that's the way it is coming about, you know. And if you look at it, it's not just with this academic type of stuff. It's with everything. Look look at the music. I always use the music as an example. Music industry, because now you got YouTube, you got equipment that are that are um software based now. You know, back in the day, used to have to buy hardware for, for all the sounds, keyboards, uh, instrumentations, everything. You had to buy instruments and all that stuff. Now everything is a sound module, a patch in software. So, so everything is affordable. Everybody in their mother can be a, um, a producer of, of beats and music. And then if anybody can write half a, a lyric, then they become a rapper. And now you have instant rappers. Now rappers are everywhere. Whereas before you had to work your way towards doing something and you had to work, you had to go through a process to prove yourself and things. But now anybody can can whatever. And then to the point where even record companies are, are scouting on YouTube nowadays where they just picking somebody who has based on views and, and likes. If you got a million views, your, 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 your lyrics could be garbage. But if you got a million, two million views watching you, a company is going to look at that. And, and consider that. Forget the talent. Forget the forget the content. So I'm saying I'm saying that to say that what we tend to do is diminish things. Um, instead of instead of us rising to a title, we bring the title down in in quality. Like you know, like we we got we call we call um people like for example, just the just the the um term of endearment like we call women queens and and women call men kings like what's up king hey queen you know now we understand that but if you really think about it we're calling we're we're saying it too loosely and and now we don't have to we don't really strive for what those titles and stuff really mean you know like we're calling people doctors who are not uh medical doctors or holders yeah. of phds yeah, they done on that. Them days over with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so we, we've diminished that title. And a PhD is, is not something that you're just going to go and get real quick. You got to spend at least eight years in school. Mm -hmm. Depending on the subject, you're going to spend about eight years in school to get a PhD because you got to get your undergrad, maybe a master's. And, 
and your PhD. So to call people doctors who who don't go through that, now now we have belittled that title. And we do that. Same thing with teachers. Just because you can regurgitate something you memorize does not make you a teacher. Nope. You got to understand andragogy and pedagogy to really understand how to teach. You have to understand how to point out things to people and to how to draw things out from within them. That's an educator and teacher combined. And you have to know the art of teaching and how to teach to where people understand and comprehend the who, what, where, when, why, and hows of any particular topic. That is makes a teacher. Just because you can get on YouTube and 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 show and uh, regurgitate something doesn't make people a teacher. So now you got people out here, um, supreme master teachers out here who don't understand curricula, curricula, um, pedagogy, uh, you know, how to un unfold a, a, a lesson, how to step by step procedurally walk people through and the side effects of, of whatever information, how to link things up, you know. So I'm just saying all of to say, man, we have a lot to do, a lot to learn. And we're all in this together. Everybody create these, these fictitious beefs and want to fight all the time, um, scholastically fight, you know, want to debate. People want to debate just for debating sake. People try to try to ask me to, to debate, and I'd be like, well, about what? Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't even know. They just want to debate. I'm like, man, yeah, I got to cut that out. Like, you know, so that's why I just stopped saying I just stopped. I start saying um, I just showed Dr. John Henry Clark's uh, quote. I only debate uh, my equals all others I teach. Yeah, that's my favorite. And then people are like, oh, that's an arrogant statement. No, it's not like I, I, I'm true to that. You know, I don't you know. People are not qualified on certain subjects, but yet they want to hoop and holler and, and debate. So you know, 2019 for me is. uh. It came early though. <laughs> <Boy than> I, <laughs> um, for some folks, <laughs> people have to understand. You know, oh man! That um, just to bring back the blog talk days on them, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That uh, you know. But anyway, so I, I'm I'm ranting, but I'm just saying. So 2019 is interesting, man. I hope everybody can. I hope people can um do what's been going on just do it better um research become more scientifically literate uh let's cut out the misnomers um call things for what they are and let's let's put the titles back where they are and let's let's strive to to elevate to the title instead of bringing it down stop stop lowering the standards all the time you know so we gotta we gotta get back um to that and everything so you know people gotta understand don't take things personal either. Uh, it ain't personal. It's business. And, you know, respect. One thing that's definitely not going to happen is they're not going to take, uh, make corrections synonymous with disrespect. I and know. That's no, what they tried to do with this latest thing uh, with Shekhanda Giyok with um, accusing, you know, the brother of Sar of of uh, disrespecting or attacking and stuff like that. Stop using those words, attacking. If you, listen, man, if you publicly make a claim, not only is your claim public, but it's published, then it's open. There's no such thing as attack. You know, if you that sensitive, don't get involved. Don't write, don't, don't publicly make a claim. 
I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, anybody that went to college knows this. Mm. You know, you make a public claim and on top of that, you publish it, then it's it's open. Now, of course, nobody has to be disrespectful. You you have ways to do it. You have to do it with tact, good character, and respect. But don't, but you can't sit here and say that young or old, if a person is corrected, that you're attacking them or, or you're disrespecting them if it's not. Now you you know you have people who can be disrespectful, but but man, this is you know people are people are taking it to the extreme, all because people rigged rigged a a, a non debate and then lost and then don't care what people think, but then at the same time care what people think and then get mad and then try to divert the conversation to to uh, somebody attacking the elder. All you know all over this the, the question about the meaning of Kemet. You know, so we got to cut that out. And I'm ranting, just my last one. And we got to stop being enablers. You have a lot of enablers out there. And by enablers, I'm talking about people who, who will um, encourage, indirectly, encourage bad behavior, bad character, and misinformation, all because they want to, you know, keep people smiling or um keep you know keep relationships where they are no that 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 that's that's more harmful like anybody that has a child if your child is trying out for let's just say um singing this a singing competition right and you know your child can't sing they sound her horrible <laughs> now you have a choice either you're going to lie to your child and say oh you Doing so good, you're doing so great, and then when they get out there to try out, they're gonna get embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Or you can strategically tell your child the truth in a, in a in a in a way that you know how, and then let and then help the child practice and get better. Mm -hmm. So that's what we got to stop doing or start doing, and uh, more of we have to stop being enablers when people are wrong, they're wrong. And don't, you know, stop patting people on the back and, and, and rubbing their head just because they need attention or whatnot or, you know, need need approval. We just got to stop doing all of that stuff. And but I see it. I see it. I see it happen. I've been seeing it happen. And then uh, I said that was my last one. But one more. Keep going. Because it because it, it goes hand in hand is that. Um, we got to stop ignoring the elephant in the room. Like I, you know, I can't, I can't ignore elephants a little too big for me to ignore. I can't ignore the elephants in the room. Mm -hmm. No. Um, so we got to stop ignoring the elephants in the room. Stop being enablers. Stop patting people on the back just because. Um, stop being emotional. Everybody's like hypersensitive. Uh, and, and, and what I, other thing I said was um, stop with the misnomer. Stop calling things what they're not. You know, plain and simple. Stop calling these debates. People calling them debates that are really not debates. Uh, what you see on the street, you're not going to teach. Ain't no teaching on the street corners. You can't teach anybody. Street corners are made for introductory things to pique people's interest to get them into a, a classroom type of environment, be it online or in, or face to face. The, the point is teaching comes with an environment. Just like just like farming, that's why teaching, that's why education is is um, likened to 
farming, cultivating someone's mind. Just like a farm, you you have to create an area. Like if you have a front yard or backyard, you um you turn your soil, you cut the grass, you turn your soil, you fertilize it, you create an environment to plant your your crops. Same thing with teaching. You're not going to be teaching in the concrete jungle, on the city corners, on none of that stuff. All you can really do is just pique people's interest and curiosity and hopefully get them into an environment to teach, to teach and, and, and you know, convey information and all that mm -hmm. good stuff. And that's why in indigenous cultures, teaching was done in what we call initiatory fashion. You had initiatory houses that were simply educational centers and, and uh, curriculums where people had to go through. They commit to it. They create an oath for it um, to symbolize their commitment. They would, you know, get cut, get a scarification done or some kind of thing to show that they're committed visually to it. And others will know and they respect it. Same thing. Same thing that happens now, just like in school today. Um, most schools have uh, school uniforms. When you see a child wear a uniform, well, in, you know, in the United States, um, children of certain age, they got to be in school or you get charged with truancy and all that kind of stuff. But outside of that, school uniforms, that's a, a visual sign that, okay, a child is um, being educated. And while they wear a uniform, you know, they're being educated at that time. So initiatory houses the same way. People get people get certain um, things done visually um, to signify all that good stuff. Take the oath and you in there. Same thing with adults. Same thing in college. When you, when you pledge a Greek fraternity, you, um, you take you taking oaths and certain things with that. Same thing with Freemasonry. Same thing. You taking oaths. You going through certain things. All that good stuff. So people gotta understand. Got to create those environments where people can learn and, and be taught properly. You know. Um. So we gotta get that back. So that's what that's what has to happen. The, the these environments of learning, and Facebook, uh, social media is like the digital version of a street corner. You're not going to teach somebody in a comment section on a Facebook post. All you can do is really just touch the scratch the surface of different things. You know, you can't you can't really get busy on Facebook like that. So we need people to create more courses for people to enroll in and, to, and teach and, and um, take courses, learn this and that. And that's what we're doing. You know, we have courses going on for for different things and we, we, we need to see more of that. You know what I mean? So so all that stuff has to be, has to come into play. 2019 is you've got a lot of work to do. So you don't have time to be going back and forth on some on some flat earth, whether the earth is flat or not. Like, I mean, I mean, anybody's going to argue that. I mean, I man, that is really we didn't leave that in 2018. Flat earth. Um, what else? What else? All the all the other stuff. I mean, and what trips me out is that, um, you know, what's, what's really funny right now, though, is that I came on your show just now and I'm, I'm up here saying what I'm saying. I don't even know what you talked about uh, prior to me coming on. So <laughs> so I, I'm up here just ranting and took over the, uh, the show. You probably could have said you could probably you could have been talking about uh, <laughs> the, 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 the who going to win the Super Bowl. Here I am ranting on what I'm ranting on. But anyway, let me, I'm going to finish up. So so what I'm saying is 2019, 
we really, really, really got to push for um for a better ed education for our people. Even though, even on a social media uh uh platform, we got to at least stop stop the 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 pseudo train. Slow it down, <laughs> slow it down, so we could put it in reverse, man, and, and push it away. Put the brakes and screeching halt. The flat, yeah, the flat Earth and all that stuff. And what oh, funny, what I was gonna say is, what's funny is that people who know the least about a subject have the most to say about it, but you can't tell them that. Like, like evolution, people, regardless of what we say, people are are putting words in Darwin's mouth, putting words <laughs> in our mouth, saying you know, saying things like, like uh, we don't come from primates. Not knowing that human beings are primary. So some people don't even realize humans are animals and, and what, what that means. You know, like we got an animal kingdom and a plant kingdom, and humans are animals. But the creatures we see out in the in the wild right now, we associate that with animals and we separate ourselves from them because we live in houses and we got, you know, so we don't see that. So it becomes a different thing like that. But people don't understand the terminology. And that's again, that comes with the environment because every environment will have its own nomenclature, own way of describing its own terminology um, and, and all that good stuff. And you have to learn it. You know, like we had we had a recent we had a recent back and forth prior to the, the meaning of Kemet talk. Mm -hmm. We had a recent converse back and forth with spirit and science or not, not spirit and science, but uh, well, spirituality and science. But it was spirit and energy. So let's 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 go on that a little bit, brother. Welcome, welcome on the uh, panel, uh, brother Saw and uh, brother Sean. Oh, I ain't even. Know. I'm thinking. I didn't even know anybody was here. See, I'm I'm rambling on, boy. Now, we're about the spirit. So so so, what was we? What, what was that basic comment? And it was a good conversation, and 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 people got livid. <laughs> they got livid. But go go ahead, Wuja. Well, I mean, it just really, like I said, it comes down to ignorance. Mm -hmm. and, and ignorance simply means you don't know. Like it's not a yeah. bad word. It just simply means you don't know. People really don't know what energy is. No, explain that. Because I learned a lot in that comment in that discourse. So I don't know why people weren't sitting around learning. You know, I just understood it fundamentally that all that I'm a, a my energy and I'm transferring. I knew that was a bunch of folly, right? But but those explanations that you and Asa gave, uh, those references and resources y'all gave was very, very powerful, you know? And so y'all need to go back and look at that show. Uh, 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 Brother Saw did a few shows on that. It was it was Science Month. And oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's simple. It's simple. I, I'll give one right now. Oh, go ahead, tell us, what's the difference? Just, just I'm saying energy, period. Like, like there's a misconception about energy and wow. and it's not it's not even a bad thing because most people have a have the have a, a wrong idea about it i mean yeah. you know, really mm -hmm. so people think energy is is a substance is something mm -hmm. but it's a measurement mm -hmm. it's a measurement and a property of matter and so like if i if i ask what do you mean what do you mean a property of matter Okay, uh the best simpler way to, to say it, uh how tall are you, Unc? Uh about six foot. Okay, so you're six feet tall. That is your height. We call we call that your height. Mm -hmm. So that is a property of Unca Keck. Mm -hmm. So so that is an attribute or property of you. I have measured your height 
And now I come back in um, in our units of uh, six six foot. If, mm -hmm. if I was in London, I'd probably do it in centimeters. But mm -hmm. regardless, it's height. So so that's what energy is to matter. So you're not going to go out in the wild or in nature and find height. <laughs> there, there's no substance called height out there. It, <laughs> it is a measurement, a, cal mm -hmm. a calculation. And that's what energy is. Energy is a calculation. It is a measurement. Mm -hmm. And it's a property of matter. No matter, no energy. Okay, it's just that simple. No unk, then I won't have no six foot unk. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So that's basic. Once people can, once that crystallizes in people's minds, now you can properly describe what you're trying to say is spirit. So now, now you got to recalibrate what you're, what you're, what you're saying and what you're trying to explain. Mm -hmm. okay. So and so that's the problem people are having because they don't take people don't take the time to do these things and and set it up in a very very uh, precise and scientific way. They 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 don't do that because they think science it belongs to the European or the white man. And so if I say anything sciencey, they assume that I'm 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 betraying the Africanness of things. I promise you that. And, and so that's that's the problem. They don't understand that science is our inheritance. Science is a property of Africans. <laughs> you know, um, and you you gotta understand that the first human beings had to have been uh, um, um, experimental scientists. In order, in order to figure out, in order to pass down from one generation to the next generation what to eat and what not to eat, somebody had to sacrifice. Somebody had to try something out and, and die or get sick right. eating something to determine what you can eat and what you can't eat. Then it had to be implanted in the memory to pass it on so nobody had to keep doing that every generation and everything. I mean, so we had to understand. And, and, and it's seen to this very day in children. Children are very, very inquisitive and curious and they break things apart one because they didn't pay for it two because they're trying to figure this stuff out children are born scientists that's that's your natural that's part of your 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 first line of natural um causal agent you know cause and react cause and effect type of things in your life they call that the, the part of the survival mechanism and you and you did an excellent job um bringing that up in terms of the example you you gave with the with the tall grass mm -hmm. you know where mm -hmm. where a good where a group of people um will see grass moving and and there's two options either the wind is doing it or there's an animal that that's in there hiding moving that grass and so to be on the safe side your survival mode kicks in you're gonna assume <laughs> that is an animal and go the opposite direction so you can stay alive even though you could be 100% wrong Thanks. and so belief is a property of a of survival Thanks. you know it's, a, it's a, a mechanism survival but as you mature individually and then as a community you start to investigate and experiment mm -hmm. to discern whether you're right or wrong but everybody starts off in belief you know, and that's and that's the build up, the build up of science. The science are these tools and mechanisms and methods to to discern. 
you know, and that's that's the birth of of science and and its methods, and and those methods grow and change depending on what you're investigating and what subject matter you're studying. But but that's the spirit behind it. Mm. Facts. What's going on, Sal? You at? Peace. Um, right here. What's going on with you? <laughs> nothing much. Nothing much. Just uh. Listening in, mm-hmm. um, I just want to, given the latter part of the conversation, kind of clarify how the whole discussion of the the spirit versus spirituality um, came up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's more so an issue of translating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I asked the question on Facebook, given this data, is it adequate to translate spirit as energy, as defined in these sources? So the first thing that I did was I was citing sources that when they were talking about spirit, these are African-born people or African-Americans who have, who have readopted, you know, African spirituality, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in these sources, when they def- define spirit, they define it as a force or in energy. And I'm like, well, is this adequate enough? Can you properly translate spirit as energy? Well, why? Because energy, as as uh, discussed by Brother Wujawu, it is a property of matter. It is a measurement. And, you know, the example I always use is the height. We can can use any property, weight, color. You know, these are properties of matter. You know, just like mass. Like people, you know, they, they think that mass equals weight. And that's not what it is. This is why E equals MC squared, and they can say energy equals mass. And that's really rest mass. That's another topic altogether. But these are properties of physical things. And so when you read the literature, they try to make it seem as if spirit is separate from matter. Mm -hmm. So if, if spirit is separate from matter, um, it can't be energy because energy is a property of matter. So if if we're keeping everything, if, if all the premises are true that we're arguing here, that, that, is, that is being argued, if spirit is energy, then it cannot be separated from matter. It cannot be separate from a thing. So just like the height of Brother Unk cannot be separate from Unk. 
you need unk to have the measurement. <laughs> you know, the 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 height isn't isn't some entity floating around in the universe. And that's how people view energy as a substance, <laughs> a, a almost fluid ether type substance that permeates and exists and is circulating in matter, but is not matter itself. Mm. And so, you know, it, it's a lot of confusion. So when I brought this matter up, you know, again, people not necessarily being scientifically literate, they didn't understand how, you know, what it is that I'm asking or what it is, you know, that I'm saying here. And so it went on to a whole different thing. And, and that's why, I like, uh, so we got into the whole science thing about how spirituality isn't science. And so I have to, I had to demonstrate that. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, bring up the science issue is because, for example, there are a lot of people who want to disassociate the word God from African spirituality. Like mm -hmm. Africans don't have no gods, mm -hmm. you know, because God is not an African word. Mm -hmm. Right? That that's the logic. That was my thing, remember? Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. it all the RBGs. That's that's their that's their argument. So I'm saying, well, well, hell, then give up science too, if that's your logic. Because you can't say something like spiritual science. That's what all these 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 folks like to say: the spiritual science. I'm like, you can't have no spiritual science. Science ain't an African word. <laughs> And so people try to argue up and down that spirituality is science. I'm like, science is not an African word, according to y'all. So, you know, we can't use, you can't attach any European word to anything that's African and try to translate it because it doesn't fit. But more so, it brings up the, the, the issue that, you know, science is a way of knowing it is a, a, a methodology for knowing through experimentation and falsification of hypotheses. Stop. What do you mean by falsification? Falsification meaning that you're trying to prove wrong a hypothesis. Hmm. Got you. So, so real quick. So when it, when we deal with the Almac factor and and the Aborigines or whatever, they should be trying to falsify the data. Am I correct? Yes. So, scrutiny. Okay. Yes, because uh, and and as I said before on this on this program, this is this is Doctor Maat and I's John Henry Clark and Doctor Ben debate. Mm -hmm. You know, if y'all know the famous debates between them, personal debates, is whether, you know, what was the greater dynasty in ancient Egyptian history? Was it the 18th or the 19th dynasty? That was their personal uh, debate, Dr. Clyde. I can't remember, you know, who voted for what, but essentially that was it. So for Dr. Uh, Ma'at and I, it's on 
whether it's more important to falsify or confirm a hypothesis. And I'm on the falsifying end, and she's on the confirmation end. You confirm your hypothesis. And for me, it is the exact opposite. Because if you're trying to confirm, my argument is this, if you're trying to confirm your hypothesis, you're more susceptible to confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. And you will you will look at coincidences as if they're significant in the experiment. Whereas if your 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 intent is to falsify it, you're purposely looking for something wrong. And if if for some reason, no matter what you throw at it, it survives then you have something on your hands. And this is the difference between science and spirituality. Because with spirituality, people don't understand that at the center of spirituality is spirit. And you consult spirit for answers to questions. Now, if you call on a spirit to solve a problem or answer a question, you still don't know, let's just say for the sake of argument, that the spirits exist, right? <laughs> and you have the ability to call on the spirits and, and, and ask them for uh, questions. You, you can ask them questions and they will uh, supply you an answer. You can't confirm the answer mm. with them. You just have to believe that the Spirit is giving you the right answer. And it still doesn't tell you why or how that is the case, whatever the question may be. So if, for example, you ask Spirit, well, how did the universe come into being? And it replies to your God. Well, that told you nothing. Because you asked how did it come into being, not who created it. <laughs> What's the mechanisms? What's the details? Was it, you know, um, a, a, a big bang? Was it inflation? You know, was it two universes colliding? You know, and then how's that, you know, th these are the questions that science tried to ask. We want to know how things uh, are the way they are. Mm -hmm. You know, and so um, you, if you consult spirit for anything, it's not science. It just isn't because there's no experimentation. You just ask spirit and spirit told you. It, you know, who was the murderer? It was Robert. Okay. Now, go to court with that. Well, Spirit told me it was Robert. Well, now prove it. Well, Spirit told me. And so, you know, it's, it's these fundamental differences that make uh, a big difference when trying to interpret these things.
And so, you know, it's just bringing that fundamental uh, logic, you know, to the conversations. Mm-hmm. And why it's, a, it's an oxymoron to say spiritual science. <laughs> you know, that's like, that's like saying I'm a married bachelor. <laughs> See? Um, it's crazy. It's bananas. So we're not supposed to teach that. We're not supposed to talk about what energy is and what is not. We're not supposed to define what spirituality is. And we're not supposed to do that, huh? Because when we do it, we're going against the ancestors and the elders. Man, that's a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, oh, go ahead. I was about to say, like, let's just say it goes against the ancestors. Say what? Where where is this uh, unwritten rule? that you can't question with the ancestors or go against something that they uh, have come to a consensus. So this is how you know you have a religion on your hands and and not um, free and critical thinking. Because the ancestors were human beings. And those ancestors were no different than you and uh, us in the the modern times. Mm -hmm. And you have a gang of idiots today. And you have a gang of idiots who are influential. Mm-hmm. And our ancestors had a gang of idiots in the community. And a gang of idiots who were influential. <laughs> this is just a human trait. It exists in all communities. And we all see we have this the religious folks have this problem of thinking that the further you go back, the more pure and perfect people and things were. And that we somehow gradually declined in intelligence, in spiritual apparatus, in everything. And so this is why they defer to the ancestors. Because, you know, at that time, everyone was acting right. Everyone was smart. Everyone was intelligent. Everyone had integrity. No one did any wrong. There was no out of wedlock babies. You know, we all were vegan, super vegan, and we ate right. They just make up stuff and, and give the ancestors these superhuman abilities that didn't exist. And so you defer and believe stuff just because it's the ancestors or it's the elders. That's not how you roll. That's not how you survive. Now, I'm not saying that, of course, everything that the ancestors or elders say is wrong. But you're supposed to be able to question it and, and demonstrate its truthfulness. And it should be consistent throughout the generations if it is, in fact, true. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, John? No, I, he said what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that, um, you know, see, I, 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 I look. I, tr- I try to figure out a lot of it to, can tie into a psychological discussion about the psychology behind these reactions that we get, you know, um, and on the surface, not even digging in too far deep, 
a lot of it, it deals with laziness and and people's shortcomings and and then the um the the attempts to hide those shortcomings so instead of just slowing down zipping up the mouth not talking so much and just put in the work as far as studying and uh, finding out how things work and, and becoming literate in these subject matters, people take the easy way out and just try to demonize stuff and complain. Because the moment that you break down, you see how something as simple as that, as that was just now about spirit being uh, how it's not energy, what energy is, and based on based on how Africans of multiple communities describe what they're trying to describe, but they're using the word energy to do it. We, and we revisit it and we find that it's not a one-for-one -one match with what energy actually is. All of a sudden, everybody goes bananas and think that we're anti-African when that's not the case at all. So this hypersensitivity is, is a result of people not being willing enough, uh, willing to take the time out to study these things, so that so that they can so that they can start to um, work it out and reconcile, because it's not a really a problem, because once you understand energy is this, these people are trying to describe something, but they're using the word spirit, but they're they're trying to describe it as energy, uh, and they're getting it all mixed up. Then it's our job to reconcile that to fix it. Not to demonize it and, and when people try to come fix it and people complain and, 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 and divert the conversation to make it us versus them. Uh, science, ver science is the white man's and I'm, I'm, on, I'm rolling with the Africans who are about African spirituality and, uh, or African science and stuff. You see, that, that's, that's what happens. They set up this false dichotomy that really doesn't exist and then they argue and still never learn because we're saying the same thing. But yet I have a post. I asked people specifically. I said, what is spirit made of exactly? Like somebody and man, I say I got about 200 replies. And outside of the ones that's that's the same, I would say I got about 100 different answers. What spirit is exactly? Nobody could say. That nobody's, you know, say, oh, that's a good question, man. Let me let me. Oh, man, let me look that up and let me find out and see if I can find a. a a match for what it is and and nah everybody tries to talk so we well, you could ask the same thing about energy well if energy is the thing what is it made of yeah exactly what, what how what, many atoms this this energy have yeah what what is, is it positively charged and negatively charged <laughs> so so i'm just saying i guess what i'm saying is that man psychologically there there is a problem we have and 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 it's like water. I say it's like water. Water seeks the path of least resistance, and and so our our learning behavior among us as a whole is just like water. We wanna we wanna microwave everything. We wanna seek the path of least resistance, and you know that's a survival thing. We we're so far. We should be so far beyond that. You know, everybody starts in belief. To be a scientist. Like like you like you just said, science is a way of knowing. And so in order to even start a journey, you first have to your starting line is is to is the admit admission that you don't know, because if you already know, then you, you ain't got to travel to get to know something. You already know it. So every science, every scientific endeavor starts in ignorance.
And then you, 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 you know, you create these questions that, that, that sets your trajectory and then boom, you fire forward and you, and you travel down the path of knowing and you use all these methods and tools and everything to figure it out. See, people don't want to do that. That's hard work. People don't want to go through that. People, people rather, rather consult something that they really can't define, which is a spirit. Can't tell you what it is. They want to consult spirit and let the spirit give an answer to bypass all of that work. And then and then argue with you, <laughs> you know, so it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And and, you know, and, and then and then on top of that, then the emotional element comes in because ancestors, you know, you, you put the word ancestor in a sentence. You put the word because when you think of ancestor, you think of deceased and you think of, OK, woo, man, that's you got to show respect. You can't you know, you got to walk on thin eggshells. You got to talk like this. You can't you can't even use bass in your voice when you talk about that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they put the emotion in it on top of all everything that we said so far. And then that, you know, that makes it even worse. So we can't even talk about that all on Facebook. It was it was like the Amara squad members of the Amara squad. They. They they talking about against to the to the point where, um, uh, one of the elders said that we're saying that you know spirituality or whatever is not useful at all. You know, like you know whatever we gonna throw it all in the garbage. I'm like, really? That's where your mind went, and that's a that's a a a thing of of laziness to mischaracterize somebody's statements and arguments is also a sign of laziness. Lack of communication skill, lack of comprehension, and all of that. So, man, we have a lot to work on. And so 2019 should be the year everybody slows things down, get back to the basics, learn proper terms, learn what things mean, and, and, and all this kind of stuff, man. But you, what, you're, what you're failing to realize is that pseudos are like baby's kids. They don't die. They <laughs> multiply. They multiply. <laughs> at an exponential rate. You got to square it and cube it. You know, you square to accelerate something. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I showed, or not showed, but I, I posted the link to that Dover trial, um, the intelligent design trial that happened, I think, like in 2005 in Dover, Pennsylvania. And so for those who aren't familiar, you know, for the longest here in the United States, uh, the Christians have been trying to insert intelligent design into the science classes and have made up a number of quote-unquote reasons for why it should be taught along mainstream and standard science. And we all should know that the United States has a, at least ideally, um, a separation between church and state. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for anyone who has any kind of knowledge on European history knows why that is the case, why that was stressed, and, and why the descendants of those people fight so hard to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so what 
has um, gone down as far as Dover is concerned is... It's called the Monkey Trials. Dover Monkey Trials. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's monkeys involved. No, that's <laughs> what I'm telling you. <laughs> Go ahead, Saul. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, so... Uh, it be funny, my fault. They was trying to be funny. That's why they called the Dover Monkey Trials. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It been, they ain't understandable. So they, you know, sit on trial. Go ahead. So you know, the there's a strategy called the wedge strategy mm -hmm. that they try to do. So if you introduce a little, so if you know what a wedge is, you know, it's a, it's like a hammer with a a a, a sharp you know, edge, you know, to it. And then you kind of hammer that in and it, it makes a, a, a wedge, it makes an opening. And then it, you know, the more and more you hammer into it, the bigger the opening gets. Mm -hmm. And so this is their strategy to try to introduce um, the intelligent design uh, argument. And so it's a, it's a creationist argument. And so, um, you know, you can read more on that, and this is something we discussed at the uh, evolution yeah, debate in New York. The word. Yeah, they, they, huh? they flip-flopped the word creationist. They took their word out and put intelligent design, and they was trying to play that game. That's all they yeah. did was flip-flop words out, flip-flop. Went from creationist to intelligent design. So every place where intelligent design was in the paper, they just put, uh, no, every place where creationism was, was there, they Hello? Just took that out and put an intelligent design in it. Yeah. So um, they tried to force it in uh, in the school district of this small town called Dover and uh, in, in here in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And the scientists rebelled and ultimately took the, the board, the school board, to court and it ended up in the Supreme Court. And so the documentary, which is done by Nova, uh, which is a science publish, uh, publishing house, and, um, and they do a lot of documentaries. You may see some stuff on PBS uh, by Nova. And it goes through all the details of, of, of the trial and all the scientists that were involved in, in a lot of the arguments that were made. Um, but, you know, the, the whole point of me bringing this up is that, you know, these creationists have been at this for like 150, almost 200 years mm -hmm. of trying to eradicate that separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. And the, all, all their claims are pseudo mm -hmm. from, from the get, and that, that just never changed. What happens, at least with white pseudos, is that they get more sophisticated in how they uh, try to approach it. So what you'll start to see is a lot of scientific jargon mm -hmm. used in their arguments, but it's not scientific. They're not doing any actual experiments, you know, to try to confirm or at least falsify their hypotheses. You know, they're just using their hypotheses as facts and trying to roll with it. So now what you see when they're getting into debates, they're trying to, you, you have like bona fide scientists mm 
who believe, you know, in um, creationism. Mm -hmm. And so they'll try to make arguments and say that science is, is a religion and there's scientism and all this other kind of stuff. But just because you make a claim, don't make it true. You know, that's why you have to properly define certain things. So science is a way of knowing. And so people try to use science and personify it. Like, you know, science says, science doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. uh, a scientist or a, a, a group of scientists say, because science is a way you do something. Mm -hmm. It's something you do. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a thing unto itself. You know, um, and so, you know, I just, again, bringing up that as an example of why we must not underestimate the, the impact of pseudos in our community. And so we got to remember, for example, y'all mentioned the, you know, the ongoing discussions about the Olmec heads and the arguments put forth by the late ancestor, Dr. Ivan Van Sertima. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to remember, so, you know, of course, for a while, a lot of these claims have been debunked a hundred times over, you know, yeah. from, from faulty source material to just unsubstantiated claims altogether. It's just a whole array of, of issues. And so, you know, when you have faulty premises, your conclusion is faulty. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we can see Van Sertima's book is a good representation, you know, of that fact. <laughs> but what you got to remember that it's, you know, people have taken those ideas from Van Sertima's books and put them into their books, mm -hmm. you know, regarding African history. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the reasons why the, uh, what was it called? It's the Philadelphia Papers or something to this nature. It was Dr. Uh, Leonard Jeffries. Dr. Craig Carr, mm -hmm. um, a whole bunch of individuals, Dr. Asa Hilliard, and all of them had gotten together and created this curriculum mm -hmm. for uh, the Philadelphia school system, which they incorporated. And, you know, it was later dismantled. But, you know, of course, you're just going to get some natural resistance from white folks about black folks teaching their own history. You know what I'm saying? Or, or African history being um, brought into the mainstream classrooms in general. But they had fuel this time because of those Van Sertima arguments. And so when it, it's almost like the Dover situation, where you're trying to bring pseudo information into the science classroom, and if they can logically point and, and to something like the, the Olmec head argument, you know, they'll use that and say your entire, everything that black folks, you know, that those crazy Afrocentrics talk about is along the lines of this. And so we can no longer be ambushed like that and, and not have that proper information. So when they try to come at us, it's like, oh, no, we got this. You know, this is DNA evidence here. Here's the linguistic evidence here. Here's the archaeological record here. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we just got to, you know, we got to stay on it because the, the more and more, if it, you know, the David M. Hoteps of the world, you know, have their way, they'll put this stuff 
they're trying to get this stuff in the classrooms. And then, of course, they're trying to, you know, more and more black people are homeschooling. So um, what books are they going, going to grab? You get what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah. it's bigger than just, you know, us, quote, unquote, disrespecting the ancestors because we're challenging the information. We're looking out for our, our children and our children's children. And, and this is an issue of nation building because you can only build your nation on a firm foundation. And so I'll end there. It's called home fooling. <laughs> All right. That's what we call it. When you take a bunch of books, right, uh, that you're using just because black people wrote it, all right, and use it for your curriculum, and it's got all the black algae in it. You know what I'm saying? You're home fooling. All right. You're not educating your children. You're actually fooling them. All right. And and, and it's clear. So you hit it right on the head. They're gonna try to get this type of stuff. You know, they ain't gonna be able to get into the school system. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bat that out of there. But they definitely want to institute it into homeschooling programs. And that's really what they're doing. And I'm glad you brought that up. So now we see the significance, okay, of having a presence like us, you know what I'm saying, in a community. You know what I mean? As a vanguard, all right, for science and technology. We see the significance of it. We see the significance of other groups that are dedicated uh, to authentic understanding these things. You know what I'm saying? MBK, Massey Clan. You know what I'm saying? Shashi, uh, Monty, Metanetra, Dagger Squad. You feel me? So, I mean, look, it's important, okay, to, to really push this because you hit it. Now you done got me mad now. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me mad. Now I'm mad. Right? Because they're actually taking these lectures and they're planning for the kids. And the kids are screwing off all kind of misinformation. Not think about it. You know, and, and, and the bad part about it is, is that the people who really do the serious work, like, for example, uh, and, and this is a bit of personal information, you know, uh, I talked to Dr. Shermarker Kata, the uh, biological anthropologist, um, you know, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And... You know, one of our damn geniuses. Facts. Can't work a camera to save his life. Don't know much about the web. Nothing. All the geniuses don't embrace the technology. But all the pseudos got all the technology and the time in the world. Got the perfect video. They got explosions in the videos. uh, 3D. All kinds of stuff. And and that's that's what's really killing us. Yeah. Is because the pseudos ain't got, you know, they're not doing real research, so they got a whole bunch of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we talked to the brother, he was like, man, I can't figure. He was like, really? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, you know, keep in mind that he's in his 60s. And, you know, and so he's still, you know, Dr. Leonard Jeffries still doing lectures with a uh, printout of images. <laughs> we got PowerPoints and stuff now. Yeah, these are their seventies or something to this nature. He's the overheads, overhead projectors. Yeah, he don't even know it. He he don't even. Doctor, I mean, uh, what's his name would use the overhead projectors? Doctor uh, Obinga. 
Dr. Leonard Jeffries, he's hand. He brings all his posters. And he still to this date will hold posters up and hold up books instead of doing a PowerPoint. He refuses to do a PowerPoint. And it's nothing against our elders. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, uh, elders aren't necessarily the first to embrace technology like young kids do. They're just born into it and, and can just, you know, do all kinds of crazy stuff with it. But, um, but that's just the thing. They're, these These folks... Uh, who who like to spew all of the bad information? Be all on the doing all the radio interviews, uh, on the YouTube blog talks. They even get to that. Think about this: What serious scholar has been on the Breakfast Club from our community? None. But Dr. Umar Johnson, pseudo, and, and Brother Polite made it. Crazy, and see that's and so, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was gonna say that that speaks to what I what I was saying earlier that that the people who know the least are the loudest, and that's what I meant by the loudest. They're the most visible, they're the most seen, and they have the appearance of quality, but not real quality in content. So so they get the most likes. They get the uh, you know because in this era of time. Uh, views and likes ha have become a new form of currency, and so if your if your video gets gets likes, and that's what that's what I see, and that's what elder, our elders need to understand, like as soon as ASAP, that that when you like something, it has a different meaning now. Like like if I if I do something on Facebook and somebody that I respect likes my post. Mm -hmm. It means now that okay, this person accepts it, and I'm doing good, and I'm right. It's, it's it, the other person may not meant that. They they you know some people used to like comments just to keep up with them because when you like something, you start getting notifications <laughs> from them and stuff. Facebook has changed its policy and everything, but overall, that's what it's all about now. From from Instagram, it's all on the amount of followers you have, whether your account uh, account is um, verified account or not, whether you got the blue ribbon next to your account with so many followers so many likes on pictures even videos and stuff um likes uh like even with youtube right now the more likes you get or thumbs up the more um visible your video becomes you know um i ain't even i'm not i'm excluding the monetization of, of stuff but that's what i mean by people who know the least will get the will talk the most and they talking loud but ain't saying nothing just like james brown's song Talking loud, but ain't saying nothing. And and so our stuff is boring. You know, we 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 take the long road. We we're too technical, we're too scientific. Um, man, you know, y'all can't, you know, I gotta define every word with y'all and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you do. That's what communication is about. You know, how like, we're not mind readers, like, well, I don't have a crystal ball. So I need to know what you mean by what you say, you know. So, you know, I say I tell I, I man, you know, y'all, y'all obviously hear me say we're doomed because this stuff be coming up, and it's overwhelming sometimes. But you know, I learned you can't save everybody, so it's 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 just a point where you get with like-minded people. You all you can do is put it out there. You know, we just package it up, put it out there, lead people to where they can investigate and do due diligence. And then, you know, we just got to leave it up to them. They don't, they don't, they do, they do.
And and that's how we got to kind of just have that understanding. It took me a while to get there. I, I've been there for a while, but it took me a while to get there. I, 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 that's why. That's why I say you you have to. What what our generation has to be good at is is learning how to formulate proofs and incorporating that in our lectures. And what I mean by that is, you know, the the elders beforehand, they would tell you, well, go look it up or go research, but they wouldn't tell you how to research. They didn't tell you what was, what constitutes proof in the, in the logical sense and what constitutes evidence and how do you weigh one bit of evidence versus the other. And because, you know, the, that generation really who were not, um, who are not already formally schooled in that, this is where they kind of fell off because they, it did not, we did not continue that in the community. And so this has to be something that we correct. So it's not that we're just giving you information. You know, people can get lectures, but, you know, this, this is how we know that this is the case versus any other case. This is how you demonstrate this fact. Because now, not only are you giving them information, you're, you're seeing, they're seeing how you came to your conclusion, and you're arming them for when they are engaged in dialogue with dissenters. And they have to demonstrate this fact, or these facts. And so that's why, that's why our lectures take so long. That's why we're precise. That's why we use that scientific jargon, because we're trying to help the listener be able to demonstrate on their own without having to call us to do it. Yeah, and I think that's what um, the elder you mentioned, that's one of his, his things he uh, emphasized. emphasizes. I know, I know when we had a discussion with him, that's something that he pointed out. And, and reiterated, he said his generation, they, that's where they, that's what they failed to do. And so they said, you know, he was saying that we got to move forward. We can't just talk the talk now. We have to, we have to prove what we're saying while we're saying what we're saying, uh, you know, so to speak. And like how you, how you were saying, we, we you know, we can't just say these things. We, we're going to have to like make it a, what do you call it? Ironclad. Mm -hmm. to where people can't can't come against uh, what we're saying and you know and he made reference to um, all of our greats you know from uh, Dr. John Henry Clark um, uh, Francis Quest Welsing and and all, all the people who who did that kind of work and and you know we are charged with with a difference now because they you know they were under different circumstances. They were they were pushing back different things and they and they used what they what they used and they did a heck of a job doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but now we have to take it even further. We gotta we gotta put the period on there. You know, they all they did was just, you know, they dotted some I's and crossed some T's. Now we gotta put the punctuation up in there. You gotta put the commas where they go, the periods, paragraphs, and wrap that thing up real nice and tight. So, so people can't do it like, 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 like you all brought up the um, Ivan Van Sertima's, um 
the whole, the whole thing about the Omex. And and so now, and this is another thing. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned this, Unc, though. Um, well, no, sorry, you, you mentioned his name, uh, Dr. David Imhotep. Imhotep. Yeah, I mentioned him before you came on. Okay, so so now what does he represent? So now here is a person that that yeah, well, he actually does have a PhD, yeah. and and he went to a uh, HBC uh, school um, and everything. So what's going to happen is when people like him veer off into the pseudo uh, pseudo zone, um, the the opposition to to our efforts, it, they're going to use him. Mm -hmm. They're going to use him as the battering ram against everybody. Say, and say okay, this is the best y'all got. This this is a person who degreed and went through all that, and he's still on this. And they're gonna and they're gonna tear it up. And and so it's gonna make it bad for any for for anybody to follow behind that. And so that's what we gotta worry about, stuff like that. And and they're gonna tear him up. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tear up the information. Thanks. And and it's gonna make it harder mm -hmm. to to come behind it. For us, it's gonna be harder for us to come behind that because because he 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 went through the credential. He's credentialed. You so, so that's a fact. And so what we do know is, uh, like the white boy that wrote um, Black Genesis, he also has some works with Hancock. And you know Hancock, uh, he 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 has works that are authentic and then he has works that are that that, that we that will be classified in the new age science section so what you have is you have this group of um uh, uh europeans that some of them have uh, credentials and they know how to make money and so they write in the new age they write the new age material and then you'll find them writing a good work like like black genesis it's a pretty good work and also the book uh the man called i am hotel it's a pretty good book, but then he go right back, and you can see he has some pseudo works. So they 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 dub back and forth for purposes of money. They know black people are reading these materials, and so they you know they 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 get money off of that. And so uh, David Hotep, uh, he's one of them. Uh, it's more money in pseudoisms than it is real history. Uh, all you gotta do is go to. Uh, uh, the, the, the young pseudo channel, he got about 145,000 subscribers. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, people, you know, they want, they they just want to believe. They, 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 they want the magnificent. They want the clouds to open up. Instead of doing this, watch this, simple. Go to page 47. So if the squad is teaching evolution and talking about that and talking about Charles Darwin, right? And, and we have elders that all claim they read this. All right, they all claim it, right? And you go to page 74, and it says, I'm gonna go down the middle, I'm gonna start right here, simple. It says, at that time, it was also conceded. So it was a time issue when it was conceded, right? That the only place where Caucasians originated was around the Caucasus Mountains. Also, that man originated around the banks of the Tigris and Euphrates Valley. And it goes on to say, just a very few of the authorities at that time held that Africa was the place where man first originated. So you had an argument going back and forth among scientists and authorities on where the origin of life was, right? Um, goes on to say, 
that um, held that Africa was the, was the place where man first originated. The most noted of these who held that later position was Sir Charles Darwin of England, who stated that. It said the origin, it said man originated from an ape-like ancestor. Dr. Albert Churchwood works such as his signs and symbols of primordial man and origin and evolution of the human race. Right here. Look, there you go. Origin evolution of the race. Look at the date on that. Um 1910. Look, 1910. Look at it, right? Right, it's republished, right? Um uh says where we're at the time also ignored, right? And ridiculed, of course, not as uh um viciously as those who those by Charles Darwin. So these these Europeans were ridiculed for going against white people being created in the Congress Mountains, right? And starting out Tigers Euphrates, humanity starting out Tigers Euphrates. It was Charles Darwin and, 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 and the scientists and biologists, um, Albert Churchwood, that was actually fighting for Africa. And so I never learned about Charles Darwin from the white boy. I learned it from Dr. Ben. That's why I find it very odd and very strange when brothers like Infant DC uh, and Hotep David O'Krep and all them, you know, uh, talk crazy about evolution and Charles Darwin. You know, I'd be like, is, is they just trying to be more than what they are on this subject? Because it's right here, and I'm not making this up, right? And so we're actually ridiculed for standing on the shoulders. Watch this. It's funny how we get ridiculed for standing on the shoulders of the true giants, right? On the, And the true giants, you get ridiculed for that. You get ridiculed for having study teams as detailed. I read it earlier in this work where you got ridiculed, totally ridiculed, right? You get ridiculed for mentioning evolution, right? And all the great authorities on the subject, uh, 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 Charles Finch. I mean, like we got, we think about, think about where the hell the community has actually fallen. You got a group of individuals that are praising the great elders right? You got to respect the elders, the great ancestors, and the great ancestors, Dr. Ben, considered a great ancestor, she got to be a great ancestor, right? They they taught evolution. I just showed you, right? Here's another great elder, ancestor, right? Watch this. Let me show you how flip-floppy this whole thing has, be, has become. Watch this. Hear me clear. The running rule that has not been written down is respect the elders at all costs. Don't dig up and brag. Don't dig up the dead ancestor and disrespect their work. This is the running thing. You got to respect. Give them. Can, can you have permission to speak? Round the elders, get on the mic and say, can we have permission to speak? I'm not against that. I'm just saying my great-great-grandmother I was around my grandmother, my mother, right? I never had to ask them permission to speak. I'm just saying, from an African-American standpoint of view, I never had to ask that. I knew when to say something around them. You wait, you let them talk, let them speak, let them get in, and when, when it's your turn to speak, then you speak. This is an unwritten rule. Like, you don't cut your grandmother off. Don't cut your great-grandmother off. Don't cut your damn mother off. That's like, that's like a natural thing. 
You just recognize that. When, when older people and elders are speaking, you shut the hell up and let them speak, and then they'll let you know, nod or something, when it's time for you to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never, we, I never had to do that, and I never was considered disrespectful. Let me get back to this. So we got the, the, the great ancestors, everybody in the community, you know what I'm saying, it's on the real information. We'll say that. One hand, these are the great ancestors, right? On the other hand, don't talk about Kemet meaning black. Don't be not meaning black and not meaning black people, because now you're disrespecting the elders, you're disrespecting the ancestors, and you're teaching that monkey thing. Don't do that, because you're going against the ancestors. What? What, what in the world is going on? What is really going on here? One moment you tell me I'm disrespecting them, but yet everything you teach is going against what they teach. I am personally taught of the games. I'm so tired. You got Sarah Stubacetti yelling at the top of his damn voice to this very, let me, let me, let me, let me calm it down. I don't want to be yelling like this. Now. Yelling to the top of his voice about how great student of this and that and the other and, I, I, and go against everything they talking about. I, I don't see Dr. Ben and them talking about the all Max in these ways. Hmm. I'm just saying, man, the whole thing is flip-flop. And thank goodness, you know what I'm saying, for some, for some scholarship to put this shit right back in its proper perspective, man. We, we don't want to be like Japan. They lost over 200,000 people uh, based off of their cultural nuances and, and the emperor and all that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. That was just during the actual hit. Uh, you got the the residual radiation that that really messed. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, they yeah, hey, that, uh, I want to play this. I want to play this uh, clip. Not just play, play. Right on, brother Kofi, Marcy Clan Warrior up. Peace, just, peace, uh, peace to the family. Peace. All right, man. Congratulations, man. Being married, bro. I want I want to tell you that in public, man. Appreciate yeah, your your honoring the sisterhood. And doing was right, you know what I mean? When you find a woman that you love, you know what I'm saying? Black woman, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you marry her, and I appreciate that, bro. That, that's a fine example for the group. Appreciate it. Nancy, he's right at work. I'm the Raw Squad up, brother. I'm Raw Squad up. Can y'all hear me? I hear you loud, man. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. I got on headphones, so that's why. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your work, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all need everybody. Everybody need a job like Nahisi, boy. Get on these hangouts. And you ain't lying, yo. Go ahead, play that clip. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Okay, yeah, this clip because you know when I, you know, like I said, when we when we talk about elders and stuff, you know, we want to be tactful. We want to do it with tact, with respect. We don't want to be disrespectful. You know, but points have to be made. So I, I, you know, I know you said you mentioned David Imhotep. I mentioned David Imhotep. But I play this audio clip of what I mean by you know the brother is credentialed, and and the fact that his information is going to get beat up and make it harder for us to follow behind it. And so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna play the audio of this. So this it's only 23 seconds, but let's listen to this though. Yeah. Black folks have been coming to the, the Americas for hundreds of thousands of years. There are pyramids all the way from Canada to Antarctica. Now that they, they, they create things on Earth, but did you know that there are pyramids on Mars? Okay. So that's just a, <laughs> that's just a real quick... <laughs> 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 
So, so, so first of all, he said that there's pyramids from, from Antarctica, uh, from Canada to Antarctica, and then not only on Earth but on Mars. That there's pyramids on Mars. So, here it is, a credentialed brother that is is pushing this information and so what happens is it makes it worse because he's credentialed people are you know you know how people have this this tendency to um appeal to authority and so he, he, he's a big setup for this appealing to authority well david emotep whose credential says it then it must be true but it, it's not just simply he's credentialed so there are a lot of uh, of, of pseudo claims out of there that are made by people who have some kind of degree he actually has a degree from the school of africology at temple university that makes that's, <laughs> that's what makes it more because we can argue that sarah student city is is not an african-centered uh, afrocentric scholar he doesn't know afrocentric methods and and things of this nature got a degree though you know but david imhotep went through that process and so to to come out of that school we can no longer say well he's not an afrocentric scholar he 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 got his degree from the school of africology and which is the africa the afrocentric study of african people phenomena culture language and all this other kind of stuff and so we would have to show, again, where, where even though he went through the process, this work is not an Afrocentric work. Because according to the Afrocentric method, you would have to, uh, you would have to establish your, your domain of research, which is African people. So we got to understand where Afrocentricity comes in and then where other disciplines come in. And so before David Imhotep can argue that his work is an Afrocentric work, he has to first establish that his, uh, his domain of study is actually African people. And so if he's studying Olmecs, and in Indians, on the on the on the first hand, he would have to demonstrate using other fields of study that these are in fact African people. If you can't establish that, you can't get to Afrocentricity, because now you're studying the world from the standpoint and the agency of African people. If these are African people, it cannot be an Afrocentric work. So, you, you know, you got to learn how, you got to know these differences to, to be able to, to argue against somebody who's going to use a David M. Hotep and say, see, that Afrocentricity type stuff is pseudo. I'm like, no, that's not Afrocentric. Exactly. And see, a lot of us will not, will not even know that, you know, to be able to defend it, which, which makes it exponentially just horrible for that, for that you know. And so any, anybody that's studying pyramids on Mars, you know, that's not African people. <laughs> that's yeah. Martian people. But I'm just saying, so, you know, I just wanted to let people hear that where, clip, though. Where, 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 uh, where is that in his, uh, is that in one of his published works? I, I read 
Oh man, it's been about four or five, maybe about four or five years ago. I, I don't even feel like getting them going to pull the book off the shelf. Is it in there? Where you talk about the pyramids on Mars, it's in another publication here. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in the publication at all. Really, I I can't say, so I I can't speak to that. But I I know I know in his interview, uh, what I played a clip is is, is uh, one particular interview, and it's and it's not the only one. But in that particular interview is where he said it. You know, so uh, I'm yeah, not he got sure. some he got some claims in that book though. Yeah, so I, I I don't I can't you know I don't. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do like some other elders and and, and uh, give an opinion about a book I haven't read. <laughs> so, well, I got it. I got the old cover uh, book before he changed it. Yeah, I and so I was just I was just unimpressed. Who made him change? Who made him change his cover? What did you say? Who made him change his cover? Um, I don't know. Was it on? I don't know if it was Unk in particular, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just he was getting um, lambasted for trying to make that claim that this was a, a photo of the Aboriginal, you know, from South America, and it was just false. And so, you know, he had to retract, and so he got a new cover. But yeah. I don't know if any one per any one person in particular made him do it. Yeah, a brother Ben actually did the research and went to the actual museum and, um, uh, you know, online and wrote the museum and got a, a correspondence back and they gave the information showing that, that, you know, I mean, I think that was a slave or something like that. It definitely not, was nothing. It wasn't that at all. Mm -hmm. All right. And so he still got that on his damn book. You can go right to Barnes and Nobles right now and get that book with that cover on it. People are still selling that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got yeah. it with the man on there. The Aboriginal guy on there, but I, yeah, he's I not. He's a, he's a damn African. He's an African. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, matter of yeah. fact, um, Ben should be up by now. He could just throw that right in the group. Like it was crazy. He actually contacted the damn museum. Like it's crazy because you know we putting together that book, and it's just I mean the niggas. Let me oh, let me take that. Let me retract that word. He's not a nigga. I'm not gonna call that man that. I'm not gonna do that. So I apologize. But he actually, you know what I'm saying? The guy actually, you know, he put that there. And um, it's it, it's just all out. It's like we could say anything, especially if you got a doctor's degree. And he's really making us look bad, man. Yes. Go ahead, Asal. Using them. Let me show you what it is. Go ahead. No, I mean, I, I said what I uh, wanted to say. Yeah, I, I, I was just, just, you know, given the reason why I wanted to play that clip, though, just to, you know, um, <clears throat> Yeah, people, you know, let the listeners understand wh where we're coming from, and so, so, sorry. So you, you, you painted the the picture. You know, it's worse than than what I was saying. See, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> no, but what, see, what gets me is see, I need to get his updated book too, um, because this one is supposed to be with more evidence and all this other kind of stuff, and um, and so I'm trying to see like, well, what. What more evidence? We we haven't gotten the ground evidence yet. So this is this is not. Let me see if I can find this dang book on this show. And, and I want to I want to say this. I'm trying to find it too. Um, <laughs> that you know the way science and scholarship works, right? We have we have this we have this thing called consensus, and and people are misusing that. I I'm not, I want to change the subject, but. Uh, it, I just saw something that makes me made me think about it. 
that people are using jargon, scientific terminology and jargon incorrectly. And pseudos are very famous for doing that because like Asar, like you said, uh, pseudos, as time goes on, they get more sophisticated and how they do it is by including sophisticated terminologies, but they, but they always use it wrong. And so even consensus is being tossed around and used uh, as a weapon uh, or as a strategy. And people are mis misusing that. Consent, consensus does not mean accuracy. They're not, they're not one and the same. Uh, consensus is a very helpful, uh, you know, it's part of the process and it's very helpful, but it does not equate to accuracy. People can consent and be 1,000% wrong. Uh, so, so when you talk about, um, you know, the number of people, because a lot of people will, will try to stack and name drop and just put a whole bunch of people. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a book. Somebody got the book right there. Who is that? That's uh, Kofi. Okay, yeah, he got the book right there. Yeah, that's it right there. All right, hold on, Kobe. Hold that up. Wait, hold that up again. Yep. See? I'm trying to, if you can find it, because I can't find my book all of a sudden. Um, I think he, in his, in somewhere in the beginning of his text, he'll say something to the nature of that this is the only work that it was like, you know, 20 peer reviewed, something like that. Hey, I forgot. But it's in there. Man, that man and paid his rent for about 20 years off that book. Oh, and another thing before I forget, people not oh, only Dr. Read. Clyde uh Winners uh forward the book. I didn't even know that. Like I said, I don't read I don't read the book twice. It's about four years ago. I, and I I missed that. How <laughs> <laughs> you missed the forward? <laughs> Boy, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking of Dr. Clyde Winters. Okay. Clyde, Clyde the Glide. <laughs> Speaking of Dr. Clyde Winters, with all due respect to the elder, um, he bringing up his name reminds me of another thing that people misuse. People people misappropriate journals the wrong way as well. Just because you publish, like for example, people may not know the the different hierarchy of journals because you have like just because something is called a journal and and has a, the word journal. On, on a title or something does not equate to the same thing as as being peer reviewed by by the um by the experts within the field and stuff like that so we, we got to cut that out too all right because i know academia or, or, or yeah academia dot uh, edu or whatever i know a lot of people will um put things there and upload there you got you could create an account upload stuff and it gives the appearance that you're now published in a journal or, or something to that effect. And and I see that being used, misused and abused. Okay, so we gotta cut that out. And and so when you brought up uh, Dr. Winters, a lot of times people are using his work. Matter of fact, he uses his own work. Like <laughs> he, 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 it'd be some it'd be some off Indian journal. It never be nothing like major, you know what I'm saying, from over here. It's like the the Indian journal of left foot, right foot. And he would cite that mug all day long. Right. So we got to be careful. Listen, that's why and I think he misrepresents this stuff too. Y'all know that, right? Oh, I know. I've dealt with Clyde for a good number of years. You know, matter of fact, I met Dr. Clyde Winters uh, virtually, that is, 
in the early 2000 debates when we were having the Black Athena debates from which the, the, the Kemet debates came about. And so people were back then questioning, you know, the, the validity of his claims of deciphering the Olmec. And so he was making arguments that, you know, the Van Sertima stole his work and couldn't defend it. And that's why, you know, he got in trouble with, with the Olmec stuff because he was allegedly being fed information from, from Clyde Winters. Wow. But and all that, was his, that was his argument. I'm sorry, go ahead. I would say all people have to do is just uh, check out a website called um, called Egypt Search. Now they, they created a new one, Egypt Search Reloaded, but they still have Egypt Search, and you can and you can see where Clyde Winters engages a lot of different people, and you'll see a lot of people will um, will re refute a lot of things that he says and provide evidence contrary to the stuff that he he says um, all the time. And what he does is that he quotes himself. Like he 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 will cite himself as 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 the authority on on a lot of different arguments. And and you know, it's just um you know, but uh anyway. Please, man. Uh, Can y'all see the screen? Uh you have to put it on yourself for the <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh well I, I don't know. I just wanted to if, I don't know what the new cover for David Imhotep mm -hmm. uh, is, but it, for the old one, and Brother Kofi could confirm, like, if you just look on the back of the names of, you, you know how, like, certain books will have, you know, people who have read it beforehand, mm -hmm. and and they'll get a quote from them, you know, it's part of a marketing Right tool, mm -hmm. uh, but he. So I mean, the first the first name he puts up here is Graham Hancock. Oh, Cito. And then the next one is Robert Revall and Thomas Brophy. See, I, didn't I just talk about that? Mm. And then I don't know who this Gregory Little is. So okay, so they the they, they the new age writers that also can write. Uh, you know, Mark Ravel wrote the mm -hmm. book um, Black Genesis, and that's not a bad book. Can we agree to that? No, I think uh, Black Genesis is legit. Yeah. I haven't read his M Hotel. Right, it's legit. But they also talk about all that that the new age stuff, but that's in a separate genre. So when you go into Barnes and Nobles, they'll have their their, their scholarly works in one section, historical section. And then they'll have the, the new age books that they write in the new age section. It's right there for you to classify. It's like you can't have a science fiction book in the science section. And they yeah. don't have a science book in the science fiction. Go ahead, go ahead, Wuja. I'll elaborate on that. No, I was going to say people have to understand the difference between an evidence based uh, writing or work versus, you know, something else. And, and you know, you got to understand evidence based. And there's, there's a difference between. A research work where you got to follow research methodology and how you articulate it versus some other kind of work where you just give a commentary you, you may like like journal some journals are very summary driven where you where you're just pulling from a lot of sources to summarize on a particular topic or a couple of topics um, and things like that it may not be research or evidence driven mm. you know where you're where you're unfolding evidence and and 
and things like that. People got to understand the differences. And so these bookstores, sometimes they get it twisted. They'll label something, you, you know, a certain genre uh, or, you know, like you said, science fiction. Uh, but they say new age because remember, it wasn't really new age at first. Like that, that, that genre came came about later. Mm-hmm. You know, new age material because and new age is funny, though, because new age will have. Uh, legit scientific claims in it but then all the all the hollywood commercialized fluff fluff uh in, in there as well so it's hard so new, new age really really created a, a problem and new age yeah. and like i saw said they use terms but go ahead sir i'm sorry man i'm, I'm just kind of speaking out loud because this is the kind of stuff that we talk about here so david m hotel I just randomly opened the book because I ain't opened this mug in a very long time. <laughs> and so I opened it to page 101. And so as a source, so we see like on page 100, you know, he uses Van Sertima, African presence in early America as a, a, a source for two citations up here. So this is problematic because we, we know that where his sources are from. And um, and so then we, we have another source under here. This is uh, footnote page, excuse me, on page 100, footnote five, I mean 353, uh, the discovery of the old world by Native Americans, Atlantis rising as the source. Ah. But then we go to page 101. Uh, so uh, 354 is the citation. So Clive Winters, no date, the Molly Discovery of America on YouTube. No. That's literally the source that he put here. Wait, in that book? Yeah, so page 101. If, if Kofi's listening, can you confirm? Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, Let me go to the page 101. We're going to do uh-huh. show on that book. I promise you, yo. I promise you, when I finish reading that, we're going to do a separate show. We're going to kill that. Oh, man. But, but, but hold up. But while, Kofi, you're doing that, I mean, you kind of skipped over Atlantis rising too fast. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not skip over that. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Anybody anybody who knows anything about the, you know, the Atlantis rising, come on, man. Yeah, and, the, and the source, see, this is what I'm talking about. The source under it under Clive Winters is a Y. Emery. The article is called Pre-Columbian Muslims in the Americas. Retrieved on May 29, 2010 from themodernreligion.com forward slash ht forward slash pre-columbus.html. And I'm like, see, this is what, you know, you're allowed a few websites in your citations. You can't avoid it in the day and age. But the majority of it, Atlantis in Mexico, Clyde Winters, page 122 of, of um, the David M. Hotep's work, the, at least the first edition. So that's one of his, his citations. Clyde Winters, Atlantis in Mexico. Wow. Uh, I'm still stuck and on so, it. And Clive Winters again, Afro Mayan Kings YouTube video. Damn, you not say it ain't so. Atlantis yep. rising. 
Somebody yeah. Google Atlantis Rising. Just just yeah, Google just the world of Native America, Atlantis Rising. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's like that's like citing uh what's that? What's that? The sun. Uh the sun. You know how you you go in the grocery store and you and you look on the on the rack at the cashier and you mm-hmm. uh what's that what's that magazine that everybody used to inquire? Uh, inquire. Well, no, yeah. not even well. The Inquirer too, but no, nah, I'm talking about something even worse than the Inquirer. It was, it was something else with the with the Bat Boy. They had it covered with the Bat Boy. Yo, with all that, it'd be crazy. You be like, come on, yo. That was the Sun, the Sun magazine or something. The Sun or something. It's, I don't know why. I'm, I'm just, I'm just skipping randomly through here, and it's a lot of Clyde Winters yeah. YouTube video citations. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Who does that? Well, now we see why Clyde, uh, Dr. Clyde Winters wrote the forward in there. So it's like, yeah. We're going to expose that. Let me, I want to I mean, he, he, cites Dr. He, he cites Star Deep Beginnings. He has a few credible references in here. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did he cite that for, though? What's the, what's the citation for? Let's see. Let's see if he matches. Oh. Let's see. Okay. So uh, it's, the, it's number 250, the footnote, mm-hmm. on page 70. Of the text, so let me go up. Um, so actually, it's you have to go to page sixty nine. So it's chapter two. It's the beginning of chapter two. How are the groups in their artifacts related? And so he he, he say Africans traveled to South America before landing in North or Central America. DNA haploid data have confirmed that fact. Scientists have found that the small stature Khorasan of the Kalahari Desert in South Africa are blood relatives of the first Americans found at the tip of, the, of South America. Oh, so he into, what? On. Yeah, so he, he cites something here. I'm skipping over that. And then we go to the, so uh, the Proto-Mondingos, Olmecs, Egyptians, and Algonquins, and uh, Algonquins, I've, I've never pronounced that correctly. It's a Native American group. Uh, Scrollings into the Americas thousands of years after the first Africans began arriving from Africa before 56,000 BC. The Proto Saharans and the Proto Mandingos come from the same area as the rest of the human family from Central Africa. Okay, we go to footnote 249, um, which is DC Jones, The Origin of Civilization, self published. Uh, 2007, and so when it says, which the Egyptians called uh, placenta land. And so that's where he, he cites Charles Finch. You know. Uh, Alright, so what page, what page on Charles Finch work? Page four. Page four? Damn, page four? Yeah. Right, <laughs> Damn, he ain't even... <laughs> Alright, I heard everything you said on page four from... What? Damn. Okay, so what was he saying? He was just saying that, okay, let me go back up. He says the Proto-Mandingos, the Olmecs, Egyptians, and Algonquins, uh, Skralings, uh, entered the Americas thousands of years after the first Africans began arriving from Africa before 56,000 B.C. So I assume uh, somewhere in the beginning of this book, he made the argument that the first Africans arrived in the Americas uh, prior to 56,000 B.C. And so, um, 
So he's saying that all these groups, the Mondings, the Olmecs, the Egyptians, and the um, Algonquin Indians um, arrived after this first group of Africans who first arrived there, uh, you know, earlier than 56,000 uh, B.C. So, um, so he continues, the Proto-Saharans and the Proto-Mondingos come from the same area as the rest of the human family from Central East Africa, which the Egyptians called the Placenta Land. So it's basically the Great Lakes region, Central East Africa. You know, um, he, he's arguing, he, he's saying that that's where these, these group of people who I mentioned beforehand originally came from, and then what the Egyptians called Placenta Land. And so he cites Charles S. Finch, for the for the name placenta land, and it should be on page four. Yeah, it's saying um, if the uh, Hanzel is correct, that well-defined culture, like humanity itself, flowed out of uh, the last Christine African womb. Um, the lackluster. Lack. They don't say lackluster. They say lackustrine. Last custring? Yes. L A C U S T R I N E. That's, that's right. I said it right. Man. African womb into the rest of the continent. See figure two. The Nile River seems to have functioned um, unbreadically to link the northern tier of the continent to the East Africa. To say placenta land, it has to be wondered if this is the reason why the ancient Egyptians called Africa south of the Nile. Ta Kenset, what is that? Ta K K E N S E T. Never heard that before. Ta consent, literally placenta land. Is that is that real? Is that legitimate? Mm -hmm. That's that's a hypothesis in terms of how to interpret that word. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh man, dang! Wow, it's a hypothesis. Hmm. Yeah, because some 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 place names is is kind of hard to define in in ancient Egypt. Hmm. You know, it's like when you say Tanetta, is it really God's land? You know, or does it mean something else? Because it's never written with a, a, a deity determinative. Mm, man, resources, resource land. I can see that. Mm. Hey, so um, Yo, you funny with that with that picture right there? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to show everybody, you know, because like I said, I try to. Uh, I just want to show things I mentioned, and so this is what I was talking about: Weekly World News. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the of the. Oh, uh, but you know that's that's a that's at the tabloid. It's one of the tabloids, but people quote. So Atlantic Atlantic Rising is is almost borderline. You know, on this caliber. No, it is on that. It's just a book. It's just being a wet. It be the little magazine. It is on that. All right, it absolutely is. But I want to tell y'all what that that clip you played right, and it was talking about the pyramids on moon. I, I'm not gonna since it's late. I'm not even gonna go through all that. I'll probably that tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. It's called facial recognition, right? Uh, it's also called patternicity. Hold on, let me get this right. Oh, pareidolia is the is the um, 
psychological term. Pareidolia is when you see faces in everything. Oh, pareidolia. All right, facial recognition, patternicity. Well, that's what it's called right here. S-S-I-R, S-S-I-R-M-F-A-P system. Uh, patternicity, and it begins shortly after birth. All right, right. Facial recognition in humans is another form of, I just said it, S-S-I-R-M-F-A-M system, patternicity, and it begins shortly after birth. When an infant observes a cooling, happy face, of his mother or father. The face acts as a sign of stimulus that initiates the, the, the initiate release of mechanisms in, in its brain to trigger the fixed action pattern of smelling back, of smiling back, thereby setting up um, sympathy of parent-child uh, starring and cooling and smiling, cooling and smiling. It's a, a bonding attachment. It need not even be real a real face. Uh, two black dots on a cardboard cutout um, elicit a smile in an infant, although one dot does not, indicating that the newborn brain is uh, preconditioned by evolution to look for and find the simple pattern of a face represented by two or four data points, two eyes, a nose, and a mouth, which may even be represented as two dots, a vertical line and a horizontal line. So when you start to see different patterns and clouds and see faces and stuff on the moon, that's exactly what it is, all right? It's facial recognition patternicity, or whatever the words you said, Abuja, I'm not familiar with that. And I had this in a presentation, uh, I'll go into that. I'm sorry. No, because Dr. Malete Asante did the afterword. Yeah, so see, we just got to deal with it. That that's the book. That's the book of 2019. You know, he 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 cites uh, John G. Jackson in this book too. Let me see. Let me see what he used for him. Let me see. Darn it! I lost the page. I was just flipping now, but I, I, I was just I had it bookmarked earlier. I'll find it again. But he, uh, yeah, he cites John T. Jackson. He cites, I mean, he cites D. Op in here. Yeah, he just doing terrible. Yo, see how he doing that, though? You see how he doing it, right? You see the game? That's what I'm saying. You know, you mix some pseudo in with some, some, some legitimate works. And so when somebody reads this, they'll, they'll, they'll put, because see, this is what makes it so bad. So you have, the creative Afrocentricity co-signing this mm -hmm. by writing the afterword. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if it had just been Clyde Winters as the forward, you know, uh, you could just, you know, uh, throw the whole thing. I mean, technically you can't really just throw the whole thing in the trash, but um, it wouldn't have the air of authenticity. But now that you have uh, Malefe Asante, now, you know, you have to question his, uh, payment. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't even know if there's a payment involved, but you know, just his works. Cause when you, when you co-sign something like this, it is a testament to your ability to discern and do scholarship. 
Oh, hell. You're going to get the flashback. Did he just say something about Melania something? Yeah. You know? And I'm just saying, that's how it makes it look. It'll make, it'll make the whole field of Africology look bad. Yep. And so this is why, you know, um, you know, I might have to share that clip again tomorrow. Yes. Of, of Dr. Soy Keita speaking at the Diop conference. And he's talking about the kinds of trained individuals that need to be a part of these Africology schools. You know, because he's like, there's a lot of people who are speaking about issues that they're not trained in. And so, you know, if, if you go to school for African-American studies, it's not going to require you to know about and, 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 and get some knowledge in um, archaeology or linguistics or to do, you know, complex math and statistics. And this is what he was saying. He's like, to strengthen your departments, you need these people in it with this type of training. Because if you continue to uh, speak on, especially for those involved in classical African history, if you continue to speak on these matters and not be trained in them, you'll continue to be making mistakes. And they'll, and they'll render your whole program what we would call pseudo. Mm, so you need this type of training. That's what I'm saying. So like, you know, so because uh, I remember even him telling me that, you know, some people you know, try to sabotage uh, whole research projects, and there's nothing that the Africans can do. Like it'd be bona fide research projects that Africans on the continent would be involved in, and then they have to outsource certain skills because none of them are trained. And as a result, these white people um, that they had to outsource to will sabotage their research. And, and they can't check it because they're not trained. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a lot that goes you know, on that people don't really understand and know about, but this is why we stress. This is why I'm trying to get uh, more of us into the sciences, and especially those who have the historical affinity uh, or appreciation, so that you can join these departments right officially. Right, 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 right now, your mic sounds pseudo. <laughs> no, oh, my bad. No, I'm just saying. Can so you hear me now? It was uh, sounding real, real distorted. Um, yeah, I was just saying that the, can, can you hear me better? Yeah, am yeah. I, am I still, okay. Yeah. So the, the, the situation is that these Africans who are doing this, these, these field researchers have to outsource to white people and others, um, for their expertise in certain things. And they'll come back and distort the data, which destroys their research. And they'll do this on purpose. And the problem is that the Africans aren't trained in those technologies or that, those sciences. So they can't come back and double-check the work. 
and 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 it's causing some problems. So this is why I I'm, I promote the sciences, especially if you're going to be dealing with history, because we need more people who are officially trained in these fields of archaeology, paleontology, genetics, you know, um, uh, biology. If I hadn't mentioned that already, um, you know, skilled mathematicians, actual astronomers, physicists, you know, because these are the people who will be able to answer certain questions and to check, for instance, when they do a DNA test on a mummy from, like, you know, the the Greek period and then try to make a, an argument that the Egyptians were white. You know, if you are, you know, geneticist, then you can do your own studies. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, um, this is why we take this so seriously. And that's why, um, even with what Diop had um, projected, scientific teams, you know, uh, he said poly, polyvalent uh, mm-hmm. teams or teams put together, you know, multi, multidisciplinary uh, group that can, that can trade uh, ideas and research questions and, and uh, you know, paths of knowledge, and it can cross-pollinate that come up with the best uh the best conclusions you know so i don't understand man so like this whole pseudo movement microwave scholarship and stuff this this stuff right here man that's why that's why i said earlier we got to address the elephant in the rooms because you got you know the faster the faster we we talk to like like how you said earlier the baby's kids they don't die they multiply so it's like well man like what do you do we just got to quarantine <laughs> and yeah, I guess just keep it pushing boy. Cause you know, it's, it's sad, but it's, but you know, it's, and, and it's, and it's bigger than what we're calling a conscious community too. Cause if you, if you look at, if you look at our, our social fabric as a whole, uh, even, even with, with the elections and, and the whole Trump administration and, and the whole idea about false news or fake news and, and all that, you know, that, 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 that all relates to to this to this over you know this thing the climate control people denying that uh the whole uh raising of the of the the champion behind flat earth you know so so nothing happens overnight so there was always a build-up you know you, you notice that the that the beginning of everything is always done in hitting in uh in hiding and hidden mm-hmm. the beginnings of everything is always hidden mm-hmm. it's not until it already has momentum and and has grown that you begin to be aware of it and and even notice things but by then it's already had its its cultivation behind you know un, undetected and I, that's why i like watching doctor documentaries that that deal with chronology on on any subject you know, I remember watching one. I was using this example, watching one about censorship, and 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 in there they talked about the the woman's um, bikini, how it evolved from almost looked like a whole outfit, <laughs> all the way to the string, the string bikini, and so they showed the chronological uh, development of that and how it became more and more accepted, how 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 it was it was wasn't accepted at first, and then eventually it became accepted. Same thing with um, uh, dancing on stage, performance, stage performances. You at one point you could not gyrate your hips. You you could not dance a certain way on on stage, 
and then I think they they said uh, Elvis Presley was the one who broke that, who 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 broke through that censorship, you know. But but I'm I'm saying that to say that the same thing with with this stuff. Everything happens uh, gradually, like evolution, it, and it goes undetected because because we're we're doing day to day. But but it's not until you compare two eras of time that you can really recognize it. So from from decade to decade, you compare wh where we are, then you can start noticing these things. And and so that just makes our job harder. Uh, but that's what's going on. Hello. Oh, that's that's what uh brother, I guess the brother Zane said a well organized lie. There you go. <laughs> defeats a disorganized truth every time. Yep. Ooh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, yeah. Then froze up. All right, man. What time is we late? <laughs> Y'all see what Stephen Curry denied the more. And invited him out. <laughs> I hear about that. You're breaking up. Well, what? Stephen Curry. What happened? He denied the movie. So NASA, you know, could be, we were talking about the high profile this and that. So NASA invited him out and approved, you know what I'm saying, that uh, they actually went to the moon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, would you to speak to me? What you were saying, Wujai, the, 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 the foolery starts in the conscious community and permeates to the African American community because they all look to us for information. You know that, right? You know how that go, right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a trickling effect. Yeah, it's trickling. And to, to a sauce point, like you know, Breakfast Club, like get 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 some real people on the break. Get some real people that know what's going on in the damn Breakfast Club for black people. I mean, it's not controversial enough. It's not. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have that bite, you know. See, that's what. I mean. that's, that's what I mean by, by, by platform. Get on there. I hype it up. I have them running. <laughs> but that. <laughs> but that's what I mean too. The the platforms have created the environment to where where you gotta step outside of the most effectiveness of something and compromise, you know. And and it's something that we just gonna have to deal with. But but it doesn't mean that it's it's the best move, you know, um, and that's what's going on. A lot of these these platforms, the, the you know, like like you mentioned, the radio stations and stuff, uh, they like that hype. Mm -hmm. And other stuff is other stuff is born. So you know, I know Asar mentioned this in the past before. We really gotta just, uh, I guess, outclass the outclass things. You know, we gotta be polished, professional, and consistent. Cause because it's like the ta the what is it, the tur the tortoise and the rabbit. You know, if we if we just be consistent, even yep. though we're not flashy and all that stuff, we just be consistent, then you know, somebody running running hundred miles an hour to a red light, they're gonna eventually run out of steam. But if you pace yourself and just be consistent and just keep going, keep going, keep going, you're gonna eventually out outdo do them. And it'll be a much more solid foundation, mm. and confidence will be there. You don't, you don't want that pass, huh? No, we, you're right. We, we, I agree. So it's two thirty, man. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shut it down. I think we've been on here. How long have we been on this joint? Five hours. I don't know. We, <laughs> I 
So do we keep the title the same or do we what? What y'all think about that? Three hours. What you say is keep you know what? Keep the title the same. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what you were talking about before I came on. Uh, I caught the tail end before I came on. Talk about the whole collection of things on the show. Well, we probably want to uh, have a title that encompasses all the stuff we've been talking about, too, because, you know, uh, I guess uh, the elder M. Fundishi hasn't been, uh, nobody even mentioned him for the yeah. last uh, yeah. hour, <laughs> hour and a half. So, you know. Yeah, he took a licking. He took a pretty good licking there. Yeah, I don't um, come up with a title, yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your recommendation on it. Although I do like Info DC, Master Teacher or Master Pseudo. <laughs> yes, I don't I don't know what what was all brought up. Uh, oh man, nah, we ain't got it. Just hit me I, in my inbox on that, man. Hey, look, I appreciate y'all, man. Make sure y'all uh, support the books. Uh, go to Amazon. Uh, you can get um. Find out your human evolution. Uh, you can get uh, the beginner's guide uh, to to, to meta nature. You can get uh, has meta nature been deciphered? What's the proper titling for that, brother? Oh, let me just I'll show it, boy, so people can see what they're doing, see what they de dealing with. Um, I don't know if you can see it. You can see it, right? Yeah, has Egyptian hieroglyphic writing system been deciphered? Yeah. Uh, we got um, can we cat? Let me see. Say her name right. Uh, simplified uh, chess meta nature, uh, penmanship, lessons in Egyptian hieroglyphic writing, book one. Um, what, what's that? Monolithic, mo monolithic rules. Am I yep. saying right? Yep, monolithic. Uh, then we got uh, the beginners, a beginner's introduction to meta nature, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic system. And I just like to say that no teachers in the community that teach meta nature have their own books. All right. Uh, I just want to put that out there, and it well, is what it is. Yeah, let me just shout out. Uh, um, we do have an elder who who has written a book, um, uh, Uncle Mira, um, which which inspired me to um, push forward. He he's the first, uh, I guess, African American to write a book about the about the language. But yeah, but but like right now, as far as as far as those who are teaching currently, um, uh, and and we cannot forget. Uh, obviously, definitely cannot forget. Uh, Dr. Amen um, has written um, a book, but not not necessarily a textbook. Uh, she has a I'm talking about the actual book, teacher's guide, teaching lesson. I was talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, right, right. That's all. That's all. I'll just make the distinction because you know you got you got to understand who we're, we're dealing with hypersensitive people, and and so if you say <laughs> if you say that, then they're gonna be like, well, what about this? What about that? So we got to make yeah. it clear. That Uncle Ra did write a grammar, actually. Uncle Ra's book, Let the Ancestors Speak, is a is it a Middle Egyptian grammar. So, so you know, uh he he definitely did his thing on that. And and that book, unfortunately, is out of print, but it's still floating around. Uh and then Katia Amen has um a couple of books. She has a, a book that everybody should get, uh Majat Wafa, which is uh she she's focusing on revitalizing uh the language to make it a utility again you know uh and everything but anyway yeah i just want to make sure that was clear to everybody because we you know, got these high percentage of people oh last night man you know so oh yeah yeah hey waiting for that hey man support abju where all right uh abdjuweer.com go to the website got some good deals going on and you know hey 
You know what I'm saying, man? Y'all know how it is, man. We're going we're gonna to stay consistent on this thing right here and what we do. Appreciate everybody in the chat room. Appreciate you, Sister Kaba. You know what I'm saying? Um, appreciate everybody that stopped through. We had about 70 people, 700,000 people in here today. Appreciate that. Um, very, very important for us and what we're doing. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to keep banging. Uh, next up, uh, David Hotep. That's who next up. Yeah. Finish them all. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you a mess, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Having fun, enjoying ourselves. Wilson do the park. Wilson while we work. All right, so look, man. Hey, hey, where that? Oh, you ain't got the thing. Nah, you ain't got the thing. So wait, hold on. Damn, y'all lucky. Hold on, y'all might not be so lucky. Hold on, let me do this. I'm gonna go out with this real quick. See if I can find that. Tell when I go out with. Go out with this real quick while we at it. Finish them off with this. All right, see what we can do. Finish them off with this real quick there, family. You know, I, I really appreciate everybody coming through and that support, man. Uh, if you can stop through the Black Dot Bookstore Cultural Center, that'd be great. Shout out to my man, Greg, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, you might have missed the show. All right, uh, shout out to you. Um, mm-hmm. So we definitely own what we're supposed to be doing here. We ain't playing with nobody and we ain't playing no, we ain't, we ain't, you know, we ain't holding back. Ain't no need to do that. No, ain't no need to do that. No holding back. Nope, we're not gonna be able to hold back. Not this round. This round go to us. <laughs> and nobody giving it to us, all right? Nobody. Let me screen share. Let me finish this off with this. This is my favorite joint right here. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. We absolutely out of here, family. 